Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys for being back with us here for episode number 259 it is monday february the 14th 2022 happy valentine's day we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling as always i'm joe Morata, joined by everybody's favorite cupid michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy doody 259 oh you did it okay they got it even on valentine's day on valentine well 259 on valentine very good thanks for letting your hearts be with us today as we romp you through the world of retro wrestling we do have some topics in store for you but before we get to any of that i just want to remind you of a few things if you have a twitter follow us there for daily gifts that is at ovp podcast on twitter no drama just gifts and stuff like that at ovp podcast on twitter you can also email us if you want to at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is vppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, the best place if people want to talk to you and me and over 1,300 other retro wrestling fanatics and Valentines is where? Over at facebook.com slash Valentine. Of course. Very easy site this this week because obviously Valentine. Um, And over at the facebook.valentine, it's got a search bar. Oh, no way. It does. When you you type in the search bar, our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast bing bam boom tubes gore kaflui hit the join group and you're in and you're in and the only thing we're asking you to do before you hit that join group button is agree to one rule to be in the group one rule only which is don't be what quinn a dunderhead don't be a dunderhead and all we mean by that is hey have your opinions have your disagreements that's fine have debate don't be a big mean person about it it's not right does that make sense yeah don't, you don't do it you don't need to argue if someone likes rugged Ronnie Garvin and somebody else doesn't, mm. it's really not worth getting upset about. Especially over rugged Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> see, exactly. Yeah. See, we don't get upset about comments like that. Yeah. We don't insult each other and have personal attacks. And you can talk about Greg Valentine if you want to, and <laughs> Jimmy Hart, and Bret Hart. Okay, I'm done with that. But All really, people. don't be Cupid. Just have a fun time over there on our Facebook I group. Uh, just talk about the retro wrestling. It's a fun time. Really, it really is. Also, if you like what we do, and you want more of it, we have more of it. Over on patreon.com slash OVP podcast, we make a way for you guys to support us if you want to. And in return, you're going to get so much content, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. The most content. It's, it's a lot of content. And you're going to get the 1984 Canon, which right now is in heading into August of 1984, which is crazy. We're all, all the way up there. And the pay-per-view reviews, the one that's out right now, the latest one is Survivor Series 94. And these stretch all the way back to the first WrestleMania. So if you want the extra content, give it a shot for the rest of February. We got half the month left. Try it out. If you don't like it, just cancel. And that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Now, Michael. Yes. We're winding down. We are. And uh, all season long, what we've been doing, folks, is a new segment where we've been talking about when a wrestler leaves one promotion and then joins another one, the effects on that wrestler and the effects on the promotions involved, you know, you might call it a leap. Mm-hmm. You might call it a career change, a different path. But over here on OVP, we've been calling it a jump. Should I stay or should I go? Might as well jump, jump! 
Welcome back to The Jump, where we're talking about when a wrestler leaves, one promotion goes to another one, and what it meant to everyone involved. Quinn, we've been taking fan suggestions all season long. We have. And we got three people for this one, and I figured, you know what, let's just do it. This is an interesting one because I don't know what kind of impact it had. We'll have to talk about it. Who knows? So, first of all, thank you to Christian Simon, Mr. Mush. Oh, the mushiest. The mush man. He's so mush. That's right. Also, Travis Voltz, one of the original OVP wow. fans. That's a name from the past. Big T, yeah. that's right. Still kicking with us. Uh-huh. And Christian Schlazinski. I'm trying my best with that one. They all wanted us to talk about, Quinn. Rick Rude. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, Summer Slam Sweat Hogs. Rick Rude. You ever heard of him? Yeah, him. Now, Rick Rude, real name Richard Rude. <laughs> Why is he so creative? <laughs> There's two jumps involved here. We have to talk about both because it's part of his whole career trajectory. Because he didn't really jump from WWF to WCW in 91, but people mentioned the, the Rude in 91. So we'll start with that, okay? Okay. So thank you guys for suggesting Rick Rude. What we'd like to have right now is to talk about Rick Rude. Okay. Thank you. Rick Rude, as you you guys all know, uh, made his biggest mark in the WWF, first and foremost. He had been in Florida. And Rude does have, indeed, a most impressive uh, uh, physical development. He had been in world class. That's right. The title's mine, and I'm feeling fine. Rick Rude obviously entered the WWF in the summer of 1987. It seems like he wasn't there that early, but he was, and he was managed by Bobby Heenan. I'm proud to have in the family, ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. He feuded with Paul Orndorff, which led to Orndorff turning face again, and he didn't do too much for the first six months, year or so. And then the Cheryl Roberts, Jake, Jake Roberts feud. Yeah, this kind of launched him, right? It was like, basically, he used to do this thing, the rude awakening, not his special move, but it no, was the other one, the other one where he would basically kiss a lady in the audience or whatever that Bobby had selected. Correct. <laughs> of course, Bobby. One day, you know, Bobby brings a girl in and it turns out to be Jake Roberts wife. She doesn't want to do the rude awakening. What does he just go for it? I forget how it all played out. But the point was, is that he had angered Jake the snake. He came in and almost punched him and yeah. he ran away. And then like, that, that led to a great feud uh, with a lot of house show matches. Nothing really on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rude feuded with the Warrior. Perhaps as the height of his success was being the first person to defeat the Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania Five. It was amazing. It was, wasn't Thanks it? Thanks to the help of Bobby Heenan again. Yeah. Bobby was, was a big part of this, this Rude equation, wasn't Bub? he? Yeah, yeah. Bob definitely <laughs> oh, was. Bub. Good old Bob. The Bubsy. Look at Heenan! And they had a great rematch at SummerSlam 89. Which is a five-star match to me. I've said this before. You can hear us talk about it in the archives on Patreon. And then by 1990, Rick Rude got the slick hair. Can you please explain why this matters? One day he just appears and his puffy's gone. (laughs) And and now he's slick. And I always felt that this made him more badass than, than this, like, chicken shit character it right. was like different or something and then he starts like bobby's like i'm training him to fight the ultimate warrior and they're jogging on a beach yeah they're stuff. doing the rocky yeah they're like all of a sudden he's like whoa this guy's a big deal right and, and then he's got the short hair he's got the short hair ultimate warrior just as surely as you have risen you will fall 
He fights Ultimate War again. He fucking loses. Of course, SummerSlam 90. It seems at that point that there's no out. Um, and the way they write him <laughs> off is like one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So Bobby the Brain, he had issues with Big Boss Man. And so did Rude. And then <laughs> Rick Rude just makes yo mama jokes or something. That's all it is. And then Tunny goes, Rick Rude is uh, banned from wrestling or some shit for saying yo mama jokes. It is my decision as World Wrestling Federation president to indefinitely suspend Rick Rude from active participation in the WWF. So Rude's last WWF television appearance uh, was October of 90. He left on October 1st. So that was his last match. He had issues with money and he was also injured and was being promoted uh, for cards that he was not going to show to, but he was still under contract. And while under contract, he actually tried to get into Herb Abrams UWF. Why? <laughs> Why would anyone try to get into Herb Abrams WF? The WWF stopped him, though, and yeah. they sent the season desist to uh, Herbie. He's a garbage! And then he uh, made some independent appearances. And then fast forward all the way to Halloween Havoc 1991. Right. So there's, this is a year later. Yeah, and there's this Halloween Phantom. And Halloween it's, Phantom? Who is it? It's, it's so scary. I fucking love Halloween Havoc. It's great. We reviewed this they, one. They never, ever give two shits on <laughs> no, Halloween Havoc. So my favorite part is that it's the only pay-per-view in the history, in my opinion, that has ever been a true joke pay-per-view. Right. We're like, it's on purpose. It's campy. Like, everything is campy. Like, the regular matches are campy. It's like Scream, the pay-per-view. Right, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's just weird. It is. Rick so Rick Rude debuts there. He's the Halloween Phantom, and he uh, leads the Dangerous Alliance, which is kind of like the early 90s version of like the next-gen horseman yeah, stable. kind of. Paul yeah. E. Dangerously. I get, I, I get where you're going there. Iron Anderson's in it. Yep. Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabis. <laughs> And but Deuce is in it. Deuce. Yeah. And Stunning Steve. Right. And anyway, November 91, Rude defeats Sting to win the U.S. title. Now this, okay, now we, we pause here on WCW Rude, right? So he didn't jump. But why we're mentioning this is because this WCW run is considered by a lot of fans of both promotions, you know, this era, to be better than his WWF run somehow. Yeah. I have differing opinions on this. I, I know you I do. see them as two different things. Okay, what is that all about? Because, like, the WCW one, he's more just serious. He's very serious. Like, he's still Rick Rude and stuff, but it, it's, you know, he's wearing a suit a lot, and it, it's just, it's a different character to me. You it's, know what I'm saying? It's the one that started in 90. Yeah. With the short hair, but he didn't really get to do much with. Yeah, because he because he left because like, he ran right away. It's the '90s serious, legit Rick Rude, and they're, he, they're hyping him as like a good wrestler. Right? He was though. By yeah, then. no, he was. He and, was. And it's just it's different, and I don't consider this jump as like an old timer or anything. But I do consider it like to me. I've always looked at this jump as like one of those where I was like, oh. WF guys, they can kind of work in WCW because, like, again, that, there wasn't a lot of examples of going from WF to WCW at that point in time. Good point. And he was kind of like one of the the early ones. Him, British Bulldog did it. Yeah, David Boy Smith did it. Or yeah. Rick Flair. You know, it's funny. They traded Ricks. Yeah. We got Ric Flair in 91. They got Rick Rude in 91. Right. And technically, by contractual standards, this was a jump because the only reason he hadn't done anything with WCW until October of 91 is because that's when... His contract I see. with WWF expired finally. So on a legal level, this was a jump. Yeah. I would say that, though, this was a successful jump, right? Absolutely. Like, it, it totally worked, and it totally like gave new life to the Rick Rude character because he was running out of things to do. How much longer can you do that? 
I mean, I guess he could have gone on with the big boss man because the big boss man was like pretty big, like hot. He was a like, boss uh, too. Yeah. Man. He was a pretty like hot commodity at he that was. point in time. In 1991, yeah. In 1991, yeah. Root had a 14-month reign as U.S. champion, only ended due to injury, and then he got the international world title, which is not the one that matters. Yeah, it's well, the- okay, so what that is, in case you're wondering, <laughs> basically when WCW left NWA... For good. The problem was is that they had they still had like an NWA champion, but they were like, we need like a WCW champion. Yes. So then they were just like, okay, well, the international is the NWA one. Yeah, the big gold. And basically, you could the writing was on the wall. We're going to like merge this at some point. They did. Yeah, they eventually did. It, it Was it like a year or two before they did it? In 94, yeah, Ric Flair. The, the Ric Flair and Sting on, mm-hmm. on that um, Clash of the Champions. You got Clash it. Clash of the Champions. See, See, they actually did it right that time. to the name. Uh, so, Root had a great rest of the run, though, and in May of 94, it seemed like he might have been on the verge of feuding with Vader, according to the way the TV was booking, which would have been very interesting, and maybe as a face. Tomorrow night, race, it's all coming to a screeching halt. The big man Vader sat on the wall. The big man Vader had a great fall. But all Harley's horses and all Harley's men couldn't put Vader together again. But on May 1st, he suffered a tailbone injury, I believe it was, against Sting in Japan, and he had to retire. Uh, he collected Lloyds of London. The, the Lloyds were the activated. infamous Lloyds. He's one of the most Lloydsy Lloyds guys. Him and Mister Perfect. Hey, which is very fitting. Two Minnesota boys, yeah. good friends, right? Now, also, I guess we should say because people on this are like, some people might be listening. What the fuck is the Lloyds? Okay. Like, what, what does that mean? Lloyds of London is an insurance policy that was expensive, and you could take it out on your own, right? And some wrestlers did. And like Quinn said, uh, Rick Rude and Kurt Hennig were the two most notable ones. And this is the company that insured Mary Hart's legs for right. a period so of time. They were known for like insuring just about anything, but yes. they were really expensive, right? <laughs> right. However, if you collected on it, it was like a fucking pension or something. Yes. Like you like these guys were making so much money off the Lloyds that they didn't need to fucking even do anything. In fact, some of them they still wanted to do wrestling. And this is where Rick Rude comes Correct. in. But the Lloyd's policy dictated that they can't collect if they're doing the thing that we're insuring. Yeah, they're if, a fucking liability then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So <laughs> Rick Rude, later on, he makes another jump, right? Yes. After appearing in ECW for um, a, a bit. sweatshirt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just always remember that, the sweatshirt. It's real. After six months of negotiation with ECW, at 3.30 this afternoon, I signed a two-year contract, so I'm no longer on a daily contract. He's sometimes an announcer there, and he's like a face. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Real. There's, there's really weird, like, Rick Rude on commentary <laughs> yeah. with, like, Paul sometimes and, and Joey. Joey. And he's like, like a very face, weird. though. Yeah. And uh, finally, August of 1997, eight days after SummerSlam, context here, Shawn Michaels uh, had been the referee for Bret Hart versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. And the rules stipulated on Sean's part that if he favored the Undertaker in any way, right, because mm-hmm. he hates Bret Hart, right, that he wouldn't be able to wrestle in the U.S. ever again. Okay. So Shawn Michaels gets spit on by the big, lo- you know, I'm going to throw a loogie at you. <laughs> and it's like all gooey, right? Yeah, the gooey loogie. Gooey loogie. And then Sean goes to hit Bret with a chair. Bret ducks. Undertaker gets busted open, right? Yeah, good. Rightfully so, like Sean had to count the pin. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault. Right. That was part of the rules. Like he had to be if, a fair if he didn't count, right. he would have been out of World Federation right. or whatever, right? So eight days later, he's a big asshole. And the next night on Raw, he officially turns heel, right? But he introduces an insurance policy to watch mm. his back. 
And that man is none other than, speaking of insurance policies, yeah. <laughs> Lloyds of London himself. Rude just tattooed mankind in the skull with a steel chair. And he watched Shawn Michaels back. And then Shawn started t- teaming up with Triple H, who obviously had his own bodyguard in China. And as the months went on, you know, September, these guys were all aligned. Then October, the name is coined. D-Generation X. That's right. Rick Arude was a founding member. Yeah, people it's, tend to forget this. It is real. second jump. Yes. Uh, it is it's real. real. Cut the music. Rick Rude, you know, these jumps, here's the thing. It's like, I don't, I feel like they're inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. They're just interesting that Rick Rude jumped around like this. Yeah. And he would jump one more time, which is interesting also. So, if you've ever heard of Survivor Series 97, there was a bit of a controversial match there, uh, of course, involving Furnace and Philip LaFont. Oh, yeah. no. Different, different one? Steve Blackman? One of them. One? Yeah. Yeah. That, anyway, there was some stuff that happened at Survivor Shit Series. Shit went down. And people weren't happy about it. Yeah. Some of the wrestlers were fully like, quit that he day. Did? They, somebody talked him back, and I don't know if it was Vince or whoever. He but did. You're somebody right. Had, like, I, I, I know that's a notorious thing, Like, and everyone claims it's true. It's not like disputed or no, anything. It's known that Literally, Mick quit. everyone is like, Mick quit on the fucking spot. He yeah, just he, left. He didn't go to Raw the next day. Yeah. Uh, Rick Rude did, though. So he was there for the November 10th, 97 Raw. One problem. Rick Rude was working on a pay-per-appearance deal with the WWF because Vince... Gee, I wonder what happened the last time Vince did this with Lex Luger. Every fucking time with this, right? Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, they all leave. So Eric Bischoff calls him up, or maybe he calls Eric. Someone could correct me. I have a I feeling this was a call situation because he was probably like, this motherfucker, like, I can he see him Brett. on the phone with Bischoff, pissed off. can I get over there? This place is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, you know, like one of those kind of situations. You might be 100% yeah. right on that. And anyway, the WWF was still doing a, a, a live Raw, mm-hmm. and then they would tape one the Tuesday after. So November 10th, nice and live. Mm-hmm. November 11th, let's tape the following week's Raw. Right. Right. So November 17th rolls around now. WWF airs their nice taped draw. WCW has a live Nitro. And on the hour one <laughs> of Nitro, who comes out but ravishing Rick Rude? So in one of the most notorious jumps of all time, Rick Rude is somehow on Monday Night Raw and WCW Nitro all at the same time. Yep, because an hour later, he's on Raw with his beard still. He had clean shaved and just had a mustache on Nitro, if you recall. (laughs) What's wrong with the world of professional wrestling is for Vince McMahon to instruct a referee to ring the bell in order to rob Bret Hart of his title. And some people know this, but he was also still doing ECW shots. And around that same weekend, he was all over the place. He, he was on ECW TV. Um, I didn't know about the ECW. Yeah, part. that's really funny. Yeah, he was also on ECW. Just to add to the joke more. <laughs> yep. So Rick Rude's um, WCW thing. Let's talk about this real quick. I'm assuming this is why people wanted us to do it. Honestly, other than being like, oh, ha ha, that's funny. It made WWF look doofy, but it's yeah. not like it killed them or anything you know no, again it made them look th- dumb this is what's odd about rick rude is that you think these jumps would be more important for the guy jumping all over the place but nobody really cared they're the best for I him i didn't notice much right. as a kid like i was like whatever you know what wwf did right this never really gets talked about i think the week after dx brought out harvey whippleman like doing the rick rude shtick oh 
And then they beat the shit out of him. And the basic goal was like, you were replaceable. Yeah. You know, anyone could do it. You were coming out with a suit and a mic. What I would like to have right now from all you fat, ugly, out of shape, North Carolina nobodies. Obviously, no one can really replace Rick Rude. But you're right, Quinn. I mean, other than being like a historical footnote of being the only man to appear on both uh, on the same night until the simulcast, obviously. Right. And then also the ECW aspect of it and making WWF look doofy. No, everyone kind of ignored that because of the fallout from Montreal. They were yeah, like, we don't fallout. care about Rick Rude. That was just <laughs> added to the nonsense right. that was going on anyway. Like, I don't know. Like You were watching. What did you think? First of all, I didn't even know about that him on both because... Here's the thing, is it's one thing to be on both, and that's funny, haha. Right. But if you're a fan watching at the time and things are unpredictable, you don't know this is coming. So you're probably just watching <laughs> one of them, and then somebody, maybe a friend the next day is like, hey, did you see Rick Rude on Nitro? I'm like, no, I didn't, but he was on Raw. Yeah. Like, and I was watching, like, how could somebody who didn't see it coming, basically everyone, actually witness this unless they just so happen to be flipping yeah. at that very moment. I think I did and I was like wow that's weird and that was it. I was, yeah. I didn't care because I was like what the fuck happened to Bret Hart? What's, why is Vince McMahon yeah, a black like, guy? I, yeah I think, you know? I think there was just that whole the night after that was all so fucking confusing yeah, what the hell was happening. I think that Rick Rude thing got lost in the shuffle. It did to me Yeah, as a fan of the time. Folks uh, on that let us know what you thought at the time. If you caught it, I mean, again, it, it was inconsequential. WCW went on to run Starcade that December and fuck it up, of course. Right. And WWF started the heat back up. So I don't think Rick Rude really made a difference in all that, especially if he's just <laughs> collecting Lloyd's just on another show. Yeah. Like, and, that's the funniest part about all of it. He's just collecting, like, the jokes on all these stupid idiots for, like, right? bringing him in, right? Hey, even if it didn't affect WWF or WCW one way or another. Rick Rude's all of his jumps were great for his career. <laughs> yeah, Think about he's it. He's just collecting like <laughs> extra money on top of his Lloyds. Why do the Roids when you can do the Lloyds? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. Okay, so I think we're in agreement that while we like Rick Rude and that his jump from WWF to Abyss and then WCW in 91 was very good for his career and good for WCW. Right. It didn't hurt WWF that he was gone probably. And then his jump to um, WCW from 97 WWF was just like, aha, look how dumb WWF is. They, they didn't sign him. And then everyone kind of moved on. I think the only thing that would have made that better is if Mick Foley was on WCW. Yeah. Today. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden that, that would have, <laughs> that would have woke some people right. up. But Rick Rude, who's usually just in a suit doing nothing anyway, nobody gave a shit. Right. I agree with yeah. you. I really didn't care at the time. I kind of yeah. quickly moved on. Yeah. But maybe we're in the minority, folks. Let us know what you think of Rick Rude's jumps, uh, particularly the 97 one. And thank you guys for that suggestion. Uh, you can let us know what you think, folks, on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group. But when we come back, it is the final Royal Rankings. It is the best Royal Rumble matches. We're finishing the list. And that is coming up right after this. I'm standing by with ravishing Rick Rude, and Rick, I want to know, why are you here tonight? Well, right now I can think of a couple of good reasons, but besides the obvious, you might say I'm here because I love action. 
Or maybe I'm here because of physical attraction. Okay, well, will you be at ground zero? You asking professionally or personally? Professionally. Professionally, you'll have to wait and see. Personally, I'll be in the penthouse suite at the airport Marriott. Okay, come on. You can tell me, Ricky. Who exactly are you working for? Sonny, I'm a businessman. I sell insurance, protection. Anyone who can afford to pay the premium can pick up a policy. Because sooner or later, everybody needs protection. As a matter of fact, Sonny, you might need a little protection, and I just might have what you need. And now, back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here, and happy Valentine's Day to you. Hope you have a very romantic day here with OVP. Uh, Quinn, it is episode 259. 259! Thank you very much. And folks, before we get into the final Royal Rankings, I just want to remind you again, this is a quick plug. We're not trying to beg for anything here. If you like what we do and you want more of it, you can go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. You're going to get, like we said, a lot of extra content. The 1984 canon. This is a one hour show where Quinn and I are watching every episode of Championship Wrestling in order, video or audio. And Quinn, what we kind of say is it's like watching wrestling with your friends, right? Yeah, it's just like having some fun. You know, sometimes it's not a good show, but, you know, we're just screwing around here, right? right? And you you can join in the fun. You can just sit around, listen to us. Maybe you can talk on the Facebook. And that episode really sucked, or that was a great episode, (laughs) one one or the other. Yeah. It's just a good time. Just give it a shot, folks. Uh, The 1984 canon, and then that's only two bucks a month. On the $5 tier, and that really is the highest tier that we offer, that's it. We're not trying to, like, rip you off here, and we don't want anyone to ever feel like they're being taken advantage of or anything like that. For $5 a month, you're going to get the 1984 Canon, but you're also going to get the monthly WWF pay-per-view reviews. Like I said, these stretch all the way back to the first WrestleMania. And out right now is Survivor Series 94. Next month for March, we're kicking off a brand new year. 1995. Ew. It'll be great. And you get to see what we think of every pay-per-view. Again, it's if you like OVP to begin with, right? And you're listening here and you're like, all right, I'll give that a shot. Try it out, like I said, for the rest of February. Two weeks, right? If you don't like it, you cancel it by the end of the month. No hard feelings. No right. one's upset. It's all good. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. All right, Michael. All right. This is the final rankings. It is. We're talking Royal Rumble matches, right? That's what we've been doing. We and it's been a lot of fun, folks. But first, what is the Royal Rankings Royal Flush, right? I don't know. Well, let's find out. Each season before the season starts, we've asked you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 of something and your bottom 10 of something. And for this season, it was Royal Rumble matches. And what happens is once all the votes are in, we take those votes, we put them into two separate tanks, one for the best, one for the worst. We pull out two names at a time, and then we rank them. That way, by the end of the season, what you will have is the definitive certified organic baptizer date, Najimo USDA certified organic extra crunchy. Wow. Best and worst Royal Rumble matches of all time. Now, this is the final rankings week. That means there's eight on the board. The final two come out, right, Quinn? Mm-hmm. Want to run them down? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, dink. At number one. And rightfully so, in both of our opinions, is Royal Rumble 92. The best. Absolutely. The best. The best. And number two, though, a tough customer, 1990. People really like this one. It's good. I really like it. good. Number three, 2008, a nice sleeper hit there. Yeah, definitely. John Cena. John Cena action figure. (laughs) Remember that video? (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, Number four, (laughs) 
so high on the list. 97. That is really high <laughs> for that. It is. Does that one have like heavy metal in it and shit? Heck the Gaza, bro. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, number five, the very benign 1991. <laughs> yeah, very. Very benign. Benign is the right word for it. Yeah, and even worse is number six, 2000. Great Royal Rumble. Remember when Taka flipped and he fell on his face yeah, and, and it King, was funny? King thought it was and the, yeah. the fat guy danced, right? Yeah. yeah. It was it was the best. Number seven, uh, it's more of an anointment than anything. It's a uh, 1998. Yeah. Nothing great really happens in it. And here's the last weirdest one. More of an ointment than anything else. <laughs> 1994 uh, yeah. at number eight, pulling up the rear. So we're going to pull out two more names, folks. But before we do that, Quinn, before we go down to Howard Finkel, we've been talking about what makes a Royal Rumble good. Mm-hmm. And here's just some of the criteria that we've developed over this uh, this season. The roster is actually good, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of tag wrestlers <laughs> right. or any of that bull crap. We've said maybe like four to six credible winners. Good memorable moments. Good memorable moments. A lot of action. Like what they do in there is not just laying on the yeah, ropes. Yeah, not a lot of royal rumbling. Right. Laying around on the mat. Not gathering in a circle watching people do their spots. <laughs> but there's actually... One of your hate, most hated <laughs> hate things. <laughs> but there's... They're that, shocked, Joe. <laughs> shut up. There's that, yeah. Oh, God, Road Dog. Whoa, is that I the razor's edge? Yeah. Like, Never seen it before. Is that guy in the X? All right. Yeah. So, anyway. Did he just do the, the power bomb? <laughs> oh, my God. Is that D'Lo Brown? Wow. Did he just do low down? <laughs> so, hey, is that DDT? <laughs> Shit like is that. Is that DDT? Yeah. So, anyway. So, it's basically a good Royal Rumble is where stuff happens. It's memorable. The crowd's into it. The roster's good. Stuff like that. And I think that applies to most of the names on the board. Maybe not all of them, but most of the names on the board. But we've got two more. I know people are worried about what's going to make it, what's not. We're going to find out. But before we do that, we must go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Rankings. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Rankings. The World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions are going to go at each other. Week number five, the final Royal Rankings of Royal Rumble matches. This is it. Are you ready? I'm ready. We have been uh, we've been ranking them all season long, folks. The ranking ends today. Without any further ado, Quinn, we've run down all the contestants here or the, the yeah, guys on the board. All, all of them. We've talked about the criteria. The only thing left to do is go down to the fans and find out which Royal Rumble drew number nine. Two thousand one. This was uh, move over, Parma. Yeah, this is an interesting one, and you know why? Why is that, Mike? Because I feel like this is peak Attitude Era, like their greatest heights, right? Like this is the Royal Rumble of that kind of like it's kind of like the sister Royal Rumble to nineteen ninety in a weird way. In a lot of ways, I would totally agree yeah. with that. Uh, Two thousand one is a beloved Royal Rumble. Some people were worried it wouldn't make it, but I knew it would. 
Uh, Royal Rumble 2001 was held on January 21st in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, that is. Uh, 17,000 fans on hand. Sounds and Royal Rumble. They want to see the action, They want to see the action. Did a great buy rate, 625,000 buys. Everything was cooking at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember, this is offhand, so no one get all mad at me if I get it wrong, but I think 2001 was their most profitable year to that point. I it was mean, an insane year. So profitable, they were able to buy their competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's because Rick Root appeared on that yeah. show. Uh, but anyway. The Lloyds bankrupt them. Very Lloyds. Royal Rumble 2001 is beloved for a bunch of things. Uh, great performances in there. Some funny, some stupid, and we're here to tell you all the action. So, uh, as always, this is for a shot at the gold at WrestleMania 17. X7, Joe. Get yes, it, get I'm it right. sorry. Excuse me. Could you I know, please pronounce the, the greatest WrestleMania of all time correctly? WrestleMania 3. You mean X7? No, yes. I don't I don't answer to that name. Now, anyway, let's get to the Royal Rumble, Quinn. At number one, Jess Harvey. Jess Hardy. Harvey himself. Now, they're still a tag team, but this is kind of when... They're, like, splitting them a little bit. It's becoming clear that Jeff is going to be the Shawn Michaels. Well, deservedly so. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, so he's number one. And number two, fuck yeah, Bull Buchanan. Yes. Why is he in this? He's I didn't even so know good. He- he was still around in 01. He's right to censor Bull Buchanan, remember? Oh, he's Buford Buchanan or whatever his Yeah, proper, Buford. What is his real... Whatever Barry his name Buchanan? is. Barry Buchanan? It's not called ba- that. Barold Buchanan. Yeah, Barold. So anyway, Barold... <laughs> proper name. Barold isn't in long. Because yeah. uh, number three... Is Matt Hardy? Yes, the Matt one. The Matt one, and they version qu- one or whatever version one. Yeah, they quickly get Bull Buchanan out of there, which is very sad because Bull Buchanan is a tremendous power wrestler. So is Bull Nakano. I like wrestlers with the first name Bull. Number four is Farouk. Yeah, and he Far- Farouk Assad. No, <laughs> no, no they were, remember when they still called him that? Yeah, no, one? no, it's Farouk, the the guy in APA. APA yeah, the Hardys eliminate him quickly. Now, number five is very important. This is the okay. most important entrant in the whole thing. Now, this man is a WWE Hall of Famer. It's true. He is a game show host. I mean, the shoes that he filled are hard to fill on that game show. And he's been show. doing it for quite a number of years now. That's I mean, that, right. That is, this is like Regis levels of good. That's right. And not only that, he was in a very fun sitcom and he was a stand-up comedian. We are, of course, talking about Drew Carey. I can't believe he did it. Move over Parma. There he is. Move the fuck uh, over you know, Parma. I was, I was surprised. This came out of like nowhere. It wasn't like announced. I swear it wasn't. He was just. Didn't he just show up at the pay per view like, backstage? Just magically in the backstage, yeah. and they were like, "You're in the Royal Rumble," and he's like, "Okay." What? And then he danced, danced down the stairs. Oh, oh hey! And then, and then he came in. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah. Hey. I love that fucking opening. Folks, if you're a Drew Carey fan, then this probably meant a lot to you. And I was a Drew Carey fan. Me like, too. Of I the liked show. the show too. Yeah. I was like, whoa, it's Drew Carey. I like, really did. Honestly, I didn't have any issue with this because <laughs> so honestly, stupid, though, there's Quinn. 30 people who gives a shit. He's not going to win. I'm just like, saying. Like, well, because we also got to remember Matt and Jeff Hardy, didn't they eliminate themselves like right around this time? I think the humor of it was he came out and there was like nobody there. Yes. And then Drew like raised his hands and he's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Drew, Drew stands tall. Like, And then. From Parma to hell, which is close to Parma, it is number six, Kane. Ah! Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, Drew! Hey, Drew! There ain't no easy way here. I always like this this follow-up, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) What do you mean follow-up? Because, here's the thing. 
is Kane at that point had a reputation for beating up celebrities. You he, see. Had, he had beaten up Pete so, Rose, so a chicken. There was a bit of a humor thing here where Drew's standing tall, and then Kane comes out, and it's like, oh, Kane always fucks up the celebrities, yeah. right? Like, so he comes out, and then Drew just does this very like dainty, <laughs> like he's like, okay, bye. bye. Like, like he just just like I'm out. He just he gets himself over the top rope and leaves. Yep. And the thing about Kane. Let's talk about him for a second here because he's going to be a big impact player here. He's in the this diesel spot. This is the Kane spot. one, right? Yeah. This is the one where he's like insane. Yeah, insane Kane. Insane Kane. In Kane. Brutal no- Kane. Nova-, Nova Kane. Yeah. That's when he was Isaac Yankum. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, but Violent Ken. Ken. <laughs> Violent Kane. Violent Ken. Remember that Violent Ken <laughs> the version big- in like Mujin or something? Yes. The big red machine, Ken. So <laughs> the thing here about Kane, though, in all seriousness, I know uh, we always give him a lot of shit because when he comes up in Royal Rumbles, it's usually like 2015 and we're like, why is he still wrestling and he's old? This but is when he still is good. He's like younger than we are now. Yeah. And he's over. Mm-hmm. He he's looks got a mask. Good. He's got a mask still. It's yeah. Very important. Very important. So this is a great run for Kane and he will be in it for a long time. But number seven. What about him? What about Raven? What about Raven? <laughs> so Raven's in the WF. No, what do you mean why is he here? Because he's getting ready for that awesome hardcore match at WrestleMania X7. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania 17. Yeah, You're right about X7. That. Yeah, 17. Uh, number eight, Al Snow. Al Snow. There he is. What does everybody want? Al Snow. Al Snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that seems a little... I know he's there until like 02 or something, but it seems a little late for Al so, Snow, doesn't it? You know it? how you know it's late? Is he had the black pants. <laughs> yes. It's post-head right. cheese. What is that the the benchmark? To me, that, that is the peak of Al Snow's career. It's all downhill from there. What a team. Remember, and they brought out Chester McCheeserton the previous year. At WrestleMania uh, 2000. Oh. It was the 2000th WrestleMania, I see. <laughs> so number nine. This is pre-Moppy. Yeah. But post-Mattering is Perry Saturn. Right. He's kind of nebulous. He's just nothing. Very nebulous is uh-huh. a good way to put it. Number 10. Speaking of head cheese, the other half of that equation, the cheese... Steve Blackman. Heroic. Everyone that called Steve the Cheese Blackman. This is amazing. This is Mike Tanay was his mentor. Sting, Kurt Angle. At number 11, this is during the bad music era, I think by now, where they didn't care. It's a one half of two cool Grandmaster Sex A. What do you mean other music? What remember? music? They got new remember. music? <gasps> oh, I don't remember. You got to play this for me. Actually. I'll do it right now. Oh, this is good. You don't like this? I remember no this now. No one this theme. Turn it up. That was interesting. Turn it up! You know what I liked about this song, Joe? What did you like about this song? Because this went more with the worm than it did with the sex A. But but the sex A is better. Yeah, but no. But, no, the sex A. But but too hot Scott Taylor. He he would do the do the worm. Scotty it's too hot. Too hot Scott Taylor. That's his name. That's his that's his Christian name. We need to turn this shit off here. Anyway, See, that music again. I just I always sucks. associate it with with Scotty Too Hotty, the hip hop hippo himself coming out. Not and, the zoo crew. Not the zoo. Crew. <laughs> what? A, by the way, oh God. Scotty Too Hotty is a super underrated everything. Yeah, like, he's good. Everything about him is amazing. I agree with you, but he's yeah. not in yet. So no, but you know who is in? Okay, so I just want to make mention that Kane eliminates at various points in this everyone. Raven. <laughs> Al Snow, yeah. Perry Saturn, Steve Blackman, Sex A, and the next guy. They were already doing like the, oh, look, this guy's back. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. This is when it started to really happen a lot more. Yep. And that is at number 12, the Honky Tonk Man. The Honky Donkey himself. Look at that thing. Oh, it's a Honky Tonk Man. 
Now he makes his big hunky entrance and Kane's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah. And Kane quickly gets rid of him. Okay. Okay, good. Then at number 13, another... Now, is Kane a credible winner, though? You can tell that he's not going to win, right? Um, Going into WrestleMania. I can tell he wasn't going to win. However, see, here's the thing. There's You can tell he's not going to win, and there's also, like, kayfabe, like, how what's his number on Raw or SmackDown or whatever? Like, <laughs> right. Kane's number is very high at this point. It's in the 90s, right? Yeah, it's definitely in the 90s. So he's, like, a force to be reckoned with. Let's put it that way. Okay. Like, he could win. Like, like, if he won, would you be surprised? No. No. That's that's what I mean by okay. that. Number 13, though, the first real credible winner, I'd say. The Rock. Right. The Rock himself. Yes. So that's now, a- he, he can stand up to Kane. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. If anyone can. Now, I, we need to... This is important, Quinn. Okay. And number 14. It is not The Godfather. Ugh. Okay. It is The Good Father. You want to explain what that is, just in case so, anyone doesn't know? Well, unfortunately, just like his his friend uh, Bielford Buchanan over there, <laughs> Bielford, um, um, a bunch of these guys who people liked, uh, they decided <laughs> you're not going to like them anymore. And their music's going to be fucking horrible, and it's called the right to censor, and it absorbed a bunch of different characters that were excellent and destroyed them. Pal penis, yeah, pal penis. The only one that that was good in it was Ivory. Yeah, and actually, um, right to censor Ivory recently yes. made a big comeback at the Royal Rumble. It was good, female Royal Rumble that is. It was but great. Yes, it uh, was excellent. It was. But anyway, the Good Father's only in for 13 seconds because even the Rock knows it sucks and yeah. quickly gets rid of him. I still can't believe that in 2022 that the right to censor came back. <laughs> it's good. Like I thought we were the only one who still no. complained about that. No, people do. Yeah. Uh, number 15 is the Taz. The Taz himself. He comes out. He's an Oompa Loompa, the whole thing. His yeah. push is going so well that he's eliminated in 10 seconds by Kane. Uh, 16 is Bradshaw, still in the APA. Somehow. And he's in for a while, of course, because he's Bradshaw. Ugh. 17, Albert. Yes, just Albert, not Prince Albert. No, he not abdicated. King Albert. Nope. Not, none of those things. Not not the Tai Chi Master or whatever that thing was. Lord like. Tensai. Lord Tensai. <laughs> none I of those. still can't believe that they repackaged Al- Albert as like a fucking like Japanese kung fu master or whatever he was i like him because he's actually a good wrestler yeah he's really not that <laughs> bad of a wrestler funny. i just always thought that was the funniest shit lord tensai now what do you think of number 18 your favorite hardcore holly how is he still here <laughs> even in 01 you're yeah, saying that even in 01 i'm saying it it's so terrible it's <laughs> like a travesty that he was employed this long he's there for eight more years it's insane he's i know training cody Rhodes. not and, that good yeah 19 though this is one of those where you say Wait, he was here already. Right, right. Like, Not still here, but already here. Yeah. We are talking about K-Quick, who if you don't know who that is, <laughs> you might either know him as R-Truth or Ron the Truth Killings. I think most people these days would say R-Truth, R-Truth because right? he's been that way. For, he's been R-Truth for like 10 years now. Yeah, like, point. You know what I mean? Again, rowdy. Here comes K-Quick, the young rookie, in his first Royal Rumble. This is pre-TNA. This guy's been around forever. That's why... People might ask, because here's the thing. I, I always think R-Truth never looked like he aged ever. Like, he just looks the same as, he like, does. K-Quick. He's 50! Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I could never tell, right? Right. And so, you might be like, why is R-Truth, like, retiring already? Like, if you didn't know about this, <laughs> right. it's like, because he's been around since, like, 01! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, 20-something years in the business. Remember he had that dopey tag team with Road Dog? Yeah. It was bad. R-Quick or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was it called. called. Road Quick R- or Road whatever. Quick. Road Quick. Number 20 is uh, Val Venus in the right to censor era, so it's not good. Number 21 is William Regal. This is the commissioner right now, right? He's probably running something. I think he is the commissioner at this point. Remember, he was commissioner from like the minute he walked in the door. 
when he came back in 2000, he came back in like September, and I'm pretty sure he became the commissioner by the end of the year. And then I he was be- the commissioner for like 10 years or something. He was like perpetually the commissioner. And then one day he just said, you know what? I'm a king now. And he had like Queen Layla. Yeah, it was, like, it was, he wore the dress. What a weird thing. It was, it was not a good era. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, William Regal. And the number 22 is Tess. No one cares. Uh, he's still, <laughs> that's a very much still here. Yeah. Uh, 23 is Big Show. Now he had come back. He was gone for a few months. Who cares? He came back, got into what The Rock. Remember the callback to Rumble 2000? Right, right. Oh, you the didn't really eliminate me. <laughs> the Rock's feet touch for look. Yeah. Everyone's like, fuck you. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, everyone, like, the whole, like, the collective internet, everyone collectively just ignoring Big Show's, like, valid claim. Even though he's right, <laughs> yeah, everyone's he's, like, go away. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Look, look, I'm just showing you the tape, Triple H. <laughs> everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. We, we don't like you. <laughs> and anyway, so <laughs> The Rock does eliminate him. And then if you recall, Quinn, he pulls the rock under the rope and like puts him through a table. Oh. And the rock is laid out for a while. I see. Keep that in mind. Number 24, the good Holly, Crash Holly. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> the best Holly. You know what's funny about Crash? He eclipsed what he came from. Yeah, I agree Even with you. Even Molly eclipsed what she came from. I'm going to give you a list of the best Hollies. Crash. And then Molly. Molly. Buddy. Yeah. Buddy Steve Holly. Holly from Wings. Uh huh. Nowhere on this list would be hardcore. Or Bob Holly. Or Sparky Bob Plug Holly. Any Holly. Who would have thought that a race car driver would have so many brothers and cousins and well, all this shit? Think about what you just said for a second. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Anyway, number 25, The Underwear Taker. Yeah, The Underwear Taker, which definitely, like, he could win. Like, that's an yes. actual, like, okay. He could always win. Yeah, the fucking Undertaker can win the Royal Rumble at any moment. Right. More than Kane can win at yeah, any moment. That's true. He's, he's a step above, you say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's the older brother, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Number 26, yes. Scott Wait. Too Hot Taylor. Now, with his real music, the dun, dun, no, dun, dun, turn it up. I'm the hip hop hippo. And Kane and the Undertaker are like, no, the fuck you're not. And they eliminate him quickly. I can't believe you don't like that theme. I, don't. I like both of them now that you played that and you reminded me of that theme. And I was like, that thing was great. Someone's going to do the I'm on team Quinn shrug emoji. I liked it. Turn and I'm it gonna, up. I'm going to delete your comment. It's amazing. On Facebook. Uh, Everyone just post. If, if no, Joe, no, don't. Okay. I got I got a request, folks. Yeah, because you, you get to ignore the group. If we find out <laughs> that Joe deleted anybody agreeing with this, right? <laughs> I'm giving permission for everyone to spam the board with just that this that theme right, song. I won't delete that okay. Hip hop hippo okay. fucking song. I won't like, delete anything. Us on team uh Scotty Two Hotties music. There's we're gonna no keep, teams. We're gonna keep that in our back pocket, Joe, as a as an idle threat. There's no I in team. There is an I in Austin and he's number twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Now, this also needs to be mentioned. Remember when Triple H wanted to kill him or something? Eh, and something like that. Hired Rikishi to run him over. Yeah. All he did shit. it for the rock. He yeah, did it the for people. the people. Well, Triple H attacks uh, Steve Austin before he makes it to the ring. Beats the shit out of him. Number 28, and this is... Uh, <laughs> the one. The one, Billy Gunn, yes. Hi, Billy Gunn fact. It's not the one at this one, but... No, he's the one. It doesn't say it on the official wikipedia.com. Just saying. It's actually wikipedia.org. Whatever. Well, they need to correct this. Can somebody... It's, it should say the one, Billy Gunn. Kip Sop. Yes. No relation cute, to... Cute Kip. <laughs> <laughs> no relation to Ed Mop. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no one cares about him except Billy Gunn fact, This next one is fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says here. Number 29... This is bigger than Rick Rude showing yeah. up on fucking Nitro. WCW Hardcore Champion. What? Haku. Haku! Haku! 
Barbarian like take over the title for him or something in WCW. Was WCW? Oh yeah, they weren't out of business. They were still officially. there. Oh that's, shit, that's what I'm saying. That's why it was like surprising. Oh, I didn't even realize that they weren't out of business yeah. at this point. Anyway, number thirty, which always wins. Number yeah, thirty, no, it, hot draw up to this point. Yeah, and this guy actually weirdly has a chance considering his his fresh angle that he's part of right it, now. It's unfortunate because yeah. I don't like this heel version of him, but we are talking about Rikishi. Did it for the Rock. He did it for, it for the, the people. people. So by He's this, making a difference in this Royal Rumble. <laughs> by this point, The Rock and Austin have re-entered the ring. And some people go out. So the final four, let me run down this final four. Excuse me. The Rock eliminates uh, Rikishi pretty easily. The final four are The Rock, uh-huh. Kane, okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. and Billy Gunn. Well, well, Billy Gunn's going to clearly win this oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Gunn gets the famouser on Austin. Um, but asser. Fame asser, Jeff. Famouser. Austin's just like, fuck that, and he eliminates him. I want Billy Gunn with a famouser on Stone Cold, who has lost one hell of a lot of blood, thanks to Triple H. Hey, there goes the one! And then we got an interesting case where The Rock and Austin are going at it, right? Kane... Tries to dump them both to win the thing. And see, you doubted Kane at the beginning. I didn't Joe. doubt him. You said, does Kane really have a chance? Say. I didn't doubt him. I'm mm-hmm. just... Never doubt. I might have doubted them a little bit. Never doubt the Kane one. All right. And Kane tries to dump them both to... He wants to win, right? Right. But Austin hangs on. The Rock goes out. We're down to Austin versus Kane. That was surprising. It was, right? You'd think Austin Rock. Right. And they'd, they'd punch and stuff and stare yep. down and all that. But uh, Austin gets... Kane out of there and wins the Royal Rumble for a record third time. Wow. Third time's a charm there. It is, and we all know what happened there. So, Austin wins a very good Royal Rumble. Yes. There's some dead parts, as there are often. It'll be interesting to see where this one ranks, because I know... I think, I think what really helped this one, Joe, was um, Too Cool coming out to that music. Uh, yeah, and right. Drew Carey. Oh, yeah, those, those are the two highlights to me. Absolutely. Uh-huh. It's only good things, really. Yeah. This is Eclipse uh, Taka getting eliminated and Rikishi dancing the year before. Yeah. I don't know yet. We'll have to decide in the rankings about that. I need more time to think. All right. Well, you can take your time, Quinn, because right now it is time, folks. The final entrant. People have been wondering, speculating, worried. The world worried. has been waiting. We've all been waiting. Let's find out, folks. Which Royal Rumble drew number 10? Well, 2004. 2004. All right. This one is one of those ones that if the winner didn't win, people <laughs> would have talked about this forever. This but is this this Royal Rumble is actually good. It's just it's a black spot on the Royal Rumble history, unfortunately. So here's the deal, folks. This is the Chris yeah Royal ham. Rumble. Yes, the Chris Royal Rumble. Right, Quinn. Chris Chris I just want to say something real quick here. Some people have a very hard time rewatching his matches or refuse to outright. Some people have no problem with that. Different things affect people in different ways. Correct. I am not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't think, and I don't really, honestly, it doesn't affect me either way what you think. I was never the biggest fan to begin with. Right. This is absolute truth. I liked him in ECW when I saw him. I wasn't ever the biggest fan either, so it was easy. I loved him in WCW. So it was very easy for me to never watch a Chris Benoit thing ever again. <laughs> right. I, I didn't have any issue with that. The era that we cover and my era mm-hmm. of rewatchability is before he was in the WF. You know uh, what I yeah, mean? Honestly, the only time I'll ever rewatch him um, willingly 
is the Four Horsemen stuff because I like that version of the Four Horsemen. I do too. Whatever you guys think, if you want to pretend that we're not ranking this one and you want to exclude it from the rankings, be my guest. Okay. But we're going to just tell you. We have to fairly put it in correct. still. But if even if it made number one, for example, the you number one would be ignored <laughs> and yeah. somebody else would win. Correct. So why don't we just do that dutifully here? We'll go through it. I did like this rumble at the oh, time. Oh, it's a great though. Royal Rumble yeah. in terms of like what makes a rumble great. Yeah, you know? it was. So Chris Voldemort is number one, right. representing SmackDown for the record. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, we're representing this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me just roll it back. This is in Philly, for the record, at mm-hmm. the Wachovia Center. Uh, <laughs> which is now the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, sorry, wrong bank. <laughs> yeah, they bought it, remember? Uh, January 25th, 04. 04 turned out to be a pretty fun year for the WWF. I really liked 04. 04 it's a good year. was the year that brought me back because I didn't yeah. like 03. I, that was one of the only years I ever, at least in my like continuous fandom, yep. where I stopped for one whole year. Yeah, 03's, I, I didn't really watch anything in 03. I had to go back and watch 03 <laughs> because I hated it. And it's, I was just like, well, I gotta, like, for completionist's sake, go back and watch it. Wasn't good, was it? Uh, so, number one, Voldemort. Number two, this is very, very fun. Randy Orton. Randy P. Orton. There he is. <laughs> um, P. And by the way, again, this is pretty early for him. It is. It's very, it's very early uh, for at him. At this point, he's the legend killer, Randy Orton, right? At this point, he is the legend killer. Is he the Intercontinental Champion during I this? believe so. I believe he, he is. He won right? it in late 03, and he held it, he held it up in, into Mania and shit. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, young, young up-and-comer here. What was nice about Randy Orton at this time is he was the first guy in a long time to really take the Intercontinental title and be like, I'm going to do something with this instead of just yeah. hold it. You know? He had a good reign with it when no one else was having good reigns with it. You yeah. know? So that was, and that kind of, to me, always put Randy Orton on the map. Like it, That was the, the thing that launched him as like, oh, this guy's like important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. Number three, Mark Henry. This is during him. Being taken somewhat seriously. Yeah, he's, right? he's like the top athlete or whatever the fuck they said. Yeah, like we're getting there with him being better. Number four, I love him, Tajiri. Tajiri's still, still here. Still there. Still <laughs> here. Odd. Um, I always liked him. Having fun doing his little uh, tarantula on the rope there. Doing his little tarantula, yes. Yeah. A tarantula! Number... Uh, number Bradshaw. Num- yeah, number five, Bradshaw. Now this is, he's not John Bradshaw Layfield yet, right? I don't We're remember. Like right on the cusp. Are we of like it. just happening? I don't know. He's still in the. Either AP. way, he stinks, and he's eliminated in thirty seconds. Good. So by, doesn't matter. By Voldemort. Yeah. This is when I think they were in the APA, but he had already cut the hair and got rid of the uh, beard. So everyone's really like, confused. Yeah. Like, they're like, "Who the fuck is that? Why does he look like that?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, number six, still there, Rhino. Rhino was Weird. there for a number of years. Actually, he, this is early-ish in his his tenure. It was there until I'm looking here. 05, and then it looks like he, he came back though pretty quickly in a year or two. I feel yeah, like weird man, yeah. Rhino. I he, was... just had, he just had this gap. I think that's why you think you know what Maybe, I'm saying. Yeah. Like he had this gap, but then he was there for like a long time after that. Solid, solid hand, yeah. right? Yeah, number seven, another solid hand. Uh, version one, Matt Hardy, Matthew Hardy, <laughs> Matthew Hardy, Matthew Hardy. That's his name, <laughs> Matthew Hardy. Yes, Scott Steiner was yeah. in this. Big Papa Dump is back, baby. <laughs> he is dumb. Yeah. Now, he can't... He's number eight. He couldn't have been there much longer, right? Yeah, because I associated him with 03. He yeah, came back exactly. and had a run against Triple H. Yep. He which leaves. I was hoping he beat him. <laughs> like, there's so many people that Triple H is not as good at, and Scott Steiner's actually weirdly one of them. Scott Steiner was like... He's not better than Triple H. Are you kidding me? In WCW, he was like one of the top champions for like a year. 
Triple H was Medesha. We're using kayfabe titles as a measure of being good. I just mean he had he had he was pretty popular. He did the Triple H. If you hear me, Triple H said, "Let's get ready to suck it." Nobody cared about that. What? Let's get what. Are you serious? <laughs> they, were you they, watching? When, when I asso- were, you were probably wait, yelling it at the TV. Wait, wait, wait. When I would I associate the let's get ready to suck it with? <laughs> let's get ready to suck it. And if you're down with that, we got two words if for you. Suck that. it. That's the, later the, though. The redundancy when they did that. version. <laughs> yeah, that's later. I know. <laughs> that was terrible. But the funnier part is even in the good one, Joe, of the good suck it. Stop. Remember that nobody cared about his suck it because they were like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, children of all ages. Like, people yeah. cared about that part. They cared about H. Not all, as much. Anyway. He the, had pants. The, he did have pants. The point is that Scott Steiner was still here and he's yeah. not in long. Okay. Number nine, Quinn Help Me. Matt Morgan was in this. I, I don't even remember what Matt Morgan did. <laughs> did he like work? Wasn't he somebody's bodyguard or some shit? Oh my God. So he came in in late 03, right? Yeah. Wasn't he like Matt Hardy related or something? No, he was Brock Lesnar related. Sorry. Right? Yeah. He was Brock Lesnar's friend or something. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's friend or something. Yeah. It just, he, he was nothing. It's poor. Yeah. Uh, number 10. Love him. The hurricane. There's a hurricane coming through. Stand Aye. back. <laughs> Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Remember, he was there forever. He was there a long time. He's another guy where they were like, he does the thing and, and people like him. He gets a pop when he comes out. Good hand. Yeah. Number 11, another good hand. Man, I love this guy. Booker T. In 04, not in 03, the better. Yeah. When he started to like get better, like he was removed from that Triple H shit. Yes. Like, good point. Pre-King, obviously, well yeah. before King Booker. King Bo- <laughs> and his royalty. I love- It's one of my favorite Booker T lines ever. He's like, we are royal- Tea. With Charmel, with the yeah. British. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like reviewing movies it's in the so accent. Good. It was like insane. King Booker! Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good time. Their whole, that, that <laughs> whole thing was good. Like, it was insane. It was. Because my favorite part is like, it's just not Booker T in any way. It's King, but it's just like Macho King. It's, yep. it's a different canon. They were like, the closest we've ever had to that. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought when Charmel came in, she was very generic, like, I'm with Booker T now. And then, <laughs> and then like, this King shit comes along. Her whole wardrobe changes. Booker has, yeah. like, a fucking cape on all the time. And, a, <laughs> and, like, and, the all, British and he has his pinky up. Like, it's insane. All of it was good. This is all real and all good. Uh, now, number 12 is... Early bald cane. So he'd only, he'd only been bald for what a year and a half or something like that. Yeah, the one thing with the bald was that it was interesting when it was first revealed, but then very quickly I'm like, this is stupid. Can he wear the mask again? Right. It's like how Sub Zero doesn't have the mask in Mortal Kombat. 3. Yeah, and you're like, I don't. It's one of the reasons I don't like Mortal Kombat Three as much. Because yes, the su- <laughs> it really upset me when I was a kid when I was like. Because I remember seeing him, right? Right. I remember my first fucking question when I saw Mortal Kombat 3. I'm not kidding. When I saw the new Sub-Zero, I said, who's that guy? Why can he do the freeze also? <laughs> like, that was my first question. I I couldn't fathom that right. they would take the mask off Sub-Zero. It was upsetting. Yeah. That and the fucking cyborg smoke really upset me. Yeah, that was cool, though, because the smoke came out of the cyborg. Coming out. Your mom's a cyborg. I didn't mind the cyborg version. I did. You know what? Why didn't they make a cyborg Sub-Zero? Submarine. Was that part of the canon? Was that he refused to be a cyborg or something? He didn't need one. I I always thought Cyrix was a cyborg scorpion, but he's not. I like Sector because he has that stupid fucking move where he uppercuts you from the... Like, he comes out of the floor. Sector was good. He's just the reverse Katana that I... Or um, Molina Molina that I was doing to you. 
So the other day, yeah, don't bring that up. <laughs> uh, number 12 was Kane. Yeah. Bald Kane, heel bald Kane. The one that would fight Undertaker at 20 when Undertaker's like, I'm dead again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 13 Spike Dudley. Why not? Yeah. Now he gets attacked by Kane. He doesn't enter. Yeah. And it's very sad because it's a real waste for the raw brand. I know. Joe. Don't bring that up. <laughs> now Rikishi. Yes. Was still there. And he's he number did it for 14. the rock. He did it for SmackDown this time. He ain't there much longer. He leaves in 04, actually. I'm surprised that 04 seems late for him. It is. He's yeah. very earlier in Attitude yeah. Era. This is not Attitude Era mm-hmm. anymore. What is this? Ruthless aggression or whatever they... Because Vince said it in 03 or something when nobody was like doing anything. Well, and didn't John Cena... No, it was 02, right? Because yeah. didn't Cena no, well, say Vince it? Vince said, I want first. ruthless aggression, and then John Cena like fulfilled the prophecy or something according to WF Cannon. Yes. Because like, he's, he's like, I have ruthless aggression. And and that was like the signal he was the chosen one or some shit. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Holy It worked. At least according to the ruthless aggression, like documentary or whatever. This is true. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Number 15, your favorite of mine, Rene Dupree. I always thought this was a weird callback. He like was like some weird Rick Martell or something. Was uh, a Rick Martell. He did the skip. That's why I thought that. And he was Canadian. It's not Rick Martell. Or, or French Canadian. French Canadian. Rikishi gets rid of him in 30 seconds. Number six, A-Train. Mm-hmm. Not just a train, but a it's an- train. It's another version of Albert. Yes. Lord Tensai coming soon. <laughs> I, I can see. This is all real. Uh, number 17, a great wrestler, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjobman himself. For 30 seconds. This is what, though, this is the year of Benjobman. Yes. Remember when he jobbed to Shawn Michaels? That was 04, right? Yeah, yeah. It was fucking heroic. That was a great match. It was. I agree with you. Number, oh my God, this guy was here. Yes. Ernest Miller is number 18. The cat. <laughs> he's in WF now, baby. Not much longer. <laughs> now, was he the one Quinn that had the original Somebody Call My Mama? Yes, or he did. They seem to like act like that never happened. <laughs> They're like, no, the fat guy later on had it or whatever. I forget his name. Oh, the um, like whatever. Brodus Clay. Brodus, they're like, no, Brodus Clay had it. And I'm like, no, because I remember when I saw Brodus Clay and I said, hey, that's Ernest Miller's music. <laughs> they just and, it back. and everyone like ignored me. I remember there was like this kid that was like, what are you fucking talking about? Who the <laughs> hell's Ernest Miller? I'm like, from WCW. And then he came to WF. Nobody fucking remembers this shit. Like, I, I, I thought I was going crazy. Like somebody telling me that like that's not fucking Ernest Miller's music. Isn't that in the Jim Johnson documentary where he's like, and I wrote this strum 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 or yeah. whatever. You know, I what? still they, they still bring it back because um didn't um Cameron who likes Molina come back recently? Yes, she yeah. she had it at the Royal Rumble. Count Yeah. <laughs> Count what? Count Yeah, she's not even pinning her. Like she's backwards or whatever. It's so good. I gotta be on her shoulders. There you go. Count, count, count what? what? She's like doing like a split on her, but, but her, her chest is down. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Number 19. This is during like when he's a fucking awesome wrestler era, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Good Lord, was this a good era for Kurt Angle? It was. Like 02 to 06. 03 was good too. Yeah. 
Love that era. He's in for a long time, about a half hour. Number 20, Rico. Rico. Now, is he, is he the one with the, he wears all the silly stuff yet? Or is this just Rico, like he's friends with Billy and Chuck? I don't don't even know where we're at in that yet. Was he ever not silly? I'm serious. I'm not being funny. I'm saying at first he was like a hairstylist or something for Billy and Chuck. And then he wore like feathers and shit. Oh, true. This is well after Billy and Chuck. This is after that. Yeah. And Rico was part of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Number 21. This was originally supposed to be Test. So in a big surprise, replacing Test, who was also still working there. This is a huge upgrade from Test. This is a very big upgrade. And this big. is a, this led to something awesome at WrestleMania 20. Yes. Mick Foley! Mick Foley is back! <laughs> and whoever knocked Test out is going to be the 21st entrant, according to Sheriff Austin. There he is. Now, he's only in for a very short amount of time because he jumps the hell out of there. What I thought was impressive about this, Go ahead. this comeback in general, I know not the Royal Rumble part, but the, what happened at WrestleMania, yeah. was I was like, wow, I thought Mick was like, because he was so injured from the other shit, this like second run and then the third subsequent run in 07, Mick yeah, was six. like impressive. Yeah, like, it was still very good. Yeah, and I wasn't was that like, old. Yeah, it's just, I always thought that was interesting. He was always, he was always good, yeah. Mick. Remember then he became Santa. Yeah, Santa Mick. Saint Old Mick. Saint Mick. Number 22, um, the Dolph Ziggler of his time, Christian. Yeah, basically. Christian passed the like lower mid-card torch to him. Like Christian's a good wrestler and everything, but yes. he's okay. And then Dolph Ziggler, they should form a tag team. <laughs> what Mediocre, we- <laughs> call it that. Sorry. I really like Christian, though. The person. I do, he, too. He's actually a good guy. I do, too. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, number 23, Nunzio. Yeah. Number 24, The Big Slow. Still, I really don't. Still here. I don't like him. Like, I like Already the guy. Already saying still here yeah. in 2004. I like the guy. Paul White seems mm-hmm. like he's a good guy and everything. But every time he's in something, I'm just like, he's not going to fucking win. He's a big loser. Like, oh, I'm big. I again, don't care. Again, if they if Regal didn't pee on his leg, none of this would have ever. He would be fucking Andre the Giant if Regal didn't pee on his leg. Like if that didn't happen, Joe, I'm I'm like doing like a time warp here and altering the space time continuum. I'm mean, not take supposed to do that. That out of the equation, and all of a sudden you would say, "Oh, Big Show could win this Royal." I'm not kidding. So wait, are we in 2004 alternate right now? Yeah, 2004 alternate reality. At this entry, you'd be like, "It's fucking over." Big Show wins every Royal Rumble. But Quinn, don't but, we need to go back in time and make sure that we can see ourselves saying this, so we undo us saying it, so we don't get into the alternate? Let's I, make sure. What what the hell are we gonna? <laughs> in something I'm just like he's not gonna fucking win he's a big loser like, oh, I'm big. make I'm sure that that pee on the leg shit Regal happens okay okay leg. none of this would have ever he would be fucking honor the giant if Regal didn't pee on his leg now number 25 Chris Jerichai yeah Chris Jerichai now good is, era is this a good era though it's still I mean he's there until the summer of 05 is this where he's intercontinental champion for the 700th time well no Randy Orn is the intercontinental yeah, champion yeah but I know he gets it back eventually <laughs> well doesn't he um doesn't he team up with Orn for a while? Maybe. That's I don't know. late. That's much later, I think. 
No, I think it's around 04. Mm. Anyway, he's still relevant here. He's not like, it's not 02 levels of like being on top kind of, but he's still relevant. Mm -hmm. Number 26, still relevant, Charlie Haas. Now that I'm looking at this, is he split up from Ben Jobman yet? They're together still, They're still I think. Okay, so, cause, yeah, because I know Ben Jobman went to Raw and became a single. So. Yeah. Remember when he knocked Lillian off the apron by yeah. accident and yeah. then she, like, broke her wrist? Whoops. And then Viscera, like, beat him up? This yeah. is all real, folks. It, it, it was real, but that was later. <laughs> yeah, I know it's later, but I just remembered it. That's how uh, the big Vis, the, the, the pimp, it's whatever real. he was. Like, the world's largest love machine. Right. He was like a pajama man. Like <laughs> It's all well, it's real. It's all an accidental angle too because that knockoff was by accident yeah. it was a legit error Charlie Haas back on Raw the former Seton Hall University All-American uh, number 27 yeah he was still there Billy Gunn yeah, how the, the one I think he's Mr. Ass again by I already morphed back to the ass revert? yeah the ass man number 28 John Cena action figure now this is the- this is, we should clarify, SmackDown John Cena. Yeah, so not it yet. Not the main guy yet. Not even U.S. champion yet. Because didn't he win that from Big Show at it, WrestleMania? Yes, and then he goes on to win it in the next thing, mm-hmm. next year. I think he was technically faced by the end of 03. Yeah. But he gets thrown out by the big slow here. He does. And that's what sets up their th- shit. That's right. Right. Now, uh, number 29, Rob Van Darn. Wow. <laughs> this is actually weirdly early. Right. Because he hadn't, he's not going to do anything till like next year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but he is here, and uh, I mean, he had been there since oh one. Right, and he had had. Remember, he unified Joe. This is very important. He unified the Intercontinental title and the Hardcore title. It needed to be. And then for some reason, the Hardcore, t- the Intercontinental title didn't exist briefly until Randy Orton and all them brought it back. Yeah, didn't they get rid of it for like two years? The or Hardcore something? title superseded it, if I recall. No, the Hardcore was retired, right? All I know is Rob Van Dam, by virtue of all that bullshit. Yeah. That the Intercontinental title somehow didn't exist. Or because Triple H beat RVD. It was like all in that. Didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Triple H merge the world heavyweight in with the IC? It was that, I think. It was. And then Bischoff brought it But he it got back. it from RVD, if I recall. I, I think, think that, so. I think that's where my connection is. It's like, they merged the hardcore into the IC. That happened, and yes. And then RVD lost it to Triple Horse yes, who merged it into the world title. The world. So that technically means the big gold has the hardcore title. A little bit of hardcore in it. A, a little tiny bit. Yeah, a little tiny bit of hardcore. One third hardcore. Yeah. Number 30, which always wins. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Goldberg. Now this was actually like a credible like, oh, he might win because they brought in Goldberg. Yeah, and that's the thing here. Like, you gotta remember, this is the story of Chris Voldemort, right? right this Royal yeah. Rumble. And he's in the entire time, obviously. So there's a lot of guys here at the end that can win. Like even RVD. RVD's on the on the rise. There's some credible people here, right? Yeah. That could honestly win it. Uh, big show. You never fucking know with them back then. Right. But Chris, yeah. Chris Jarrett show. Don't call him that. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg. Yeah. The one Billy Gunn, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously Christian, but of course it comes down to Chris Voldemort and the big show, right? Now between those two, if you're mm-hmm. watching at home, right? And I don't think I saw this one live. Did you see I this saw one? It live. You did? Were you thinking uh, Chris I Voldemort was going to win? Yeah. I, and by that point, it wasn't like I doubted the big show was good. Cause again, he wasn't, they hadn't completely garbaged him up just yet. And no. he was actually making a comeback during this time period. However, 
the giveaway was the fact that he Voldemort was in from number one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I know what they're doing. Right. You know? It's like the one hour version of a Shawn Michaels being in at number one, right. except it's a regular length Royal Rumble. This and is this the is, roster's better. Yeah, so this is actually the second time ever that this happened. Yeah, for which number was, one. Was crazy at the time because it, it had been so long, mm-hmm. you know? So it comes down to those two and Chris Ben obviously wins and would go on to WrestleMania and have that triple threat match against Triple H and Shawn Michaels and win the title. So this one, again, is erased in a lot of ways by the WWE themselves. I understand why. Mm -hmm. I also understand people that don't want it to be. Again, I'm not here to choose sides or tell you what to think. That's the bottom line. We're just we're looking at this strictly it's as up to you. As yeah, <laughs> as a wrestling match, as a Royal Rumble, we're gonna rank it. You right. know what I mean? Forgetting who won. If you don't like that, that's okay. We understand. So let's run them down, Quinn. At number one, ninety-two. Two was ninety. Okay. Three, two thousand eight. Four, ninety-seven. Five, ninety-one. Six, two thousand seven, ninety-eight, and eight, ninety-four. With two thousand one, it's better than ninety-four. Agreed. I think it's better than 98 also. But better than 98. It's better than 2000. And don't you even Aww. try. Don't you even try. Okay. It's better it's than 2000. Definitely better than 91. Nothing happens in 94. How did that get so high? I'm I sorry. I don't know because I, I messed up. Rick Martel got the record holder. <laughs> that I don't even think I was like voting hard for 91. No, I was. Yeah. I messed up. Uh, 97 versus 01. It's 01, right? Isn't that yeah, 90, overall better? Here, here's the thing. 97 has heavy metal. There you go. 2001's better. 97 <laughs> has Pierrot, you yeah. know what I mean, and Cybernetico I know stuff. that it's got the big surprise, but I mean, there's a lot of junk in that Royal Rumble. The, at least the one we, the 01, there was a lot of people that were good in that. Yeah, the only problem with 01, the only problem is that it gets dead for a while in the middle, but other than that, it's it's very fun. The yeah. roster is very good. Importantly, it has the Grandmaster Sexy and it's got a few new music in it. Very important. Quinn, that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, it does have Drew Carey and the Honky Tonk Man and yeah. Haku. The Haku entrance is amazing. <laughs> There's like half the crowd, I swear, doesn't even like know who he is because nobody, because he was like undercard in WCW. Very sad. Yeah. The only tough choice I'm having here, Quinn, is is 01 better than 08? I like 08's ending. I think 01's better, a little bit better, but than, I think I, I like 08's ending better, but I think overall. Oh, it's pretty inconsequential up until the ending. Yeah. Like you wouldn't like yeah. oh, the ending is such an all time, like great ending to a Royal Rumble that it like really pulls the entire match Agreed. into this like extra stratosphere because you feel so good after watching 08. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good ending. Seeing Triple H get screwed is always a happy thing. Good point. Now, I don't think 01's better than 90. I don't either, and I think the grounds for that are the action of 90 is just nonstop. 01 mm-hmm. slows down. I yeah. said that. Uh, both have foregone winners, Austin and Hogan. Like you said, you drew a, a, an analogy between 90 They're and 01. sister rumbles. They really are. They're sister rumbles, but I think the older sister, 1990, is better in this, in this case. case. Yeah, yeah. Again, 01's very, very, very good. Because of the roster, it's fun. So you think 01's better than 08, though, really? Before we find... You, you yeah, do? I do. Okay. okay. I do. I, I think I agree. I have better memories of that one. Okay. Well, then, 04, then. 04. On a technical level. It's better than 94. That's for sure. Yes. It's better than 98. Yes. I'll even say it's better than 2000, and I love 2000. It's better than 91. Hmm. You don't think it's better than 91? Uh, Whoa! No, it's better than 91. It's definitely... Yeah. Well... You're right. It's better than 91. I, If you agree. Yeah, I mean, are we strictly speaking like... No stakes, a, 91? Yeah, yeah. It's better than 91. I like <laughs> almost every rumble on this more than 04, for the record. 
I don't really? like 04. I'm just saying it's good because I know that it is. It was, I don't like so, it, though. See, you didn't watch it live, right? I didn't see it live so live, no. watching it live was actually, like, good. Like, it was actually, yeah. like, the whole show was good. And here's the thing that you have to remember about Voldemort winning is that what it represented was, oh, fuck, it's, like, somebody that's not Triple H and friends. Yes, like, I it know. It was, like, great. No, I know. I know, I know Triple that. H was the champion, but still. Like, it felt like Voldemort was being set up to beat Triple H. And I people were getting excited about that because it wasn't the same old crew. So is it better than 97? It is, right? Like, on a technical level, it's better than 97, yes. right? It's probably... I don't think... I don't like it as much as 08, though. And I don't... Te- there's a reason why. And this has nothing to do with Voldemort. But I think as far as feel-good ending moments and shit... You like 08. I like 08 better than even I liked... 04 at the time because here's the thing is actually weirdly 04 and 08 are two fuck you Triple H Royal Rumbles (laughs) and 08's better at it because Triple H is actually in the Rumble Yeah, but like what Voldemort represented in 04 was that Triple H is fucked He's got Shawn Michaels on his ass, and now he's got Voldemort on his ass. And in 08, it's obviously John Cena. Because Triple H couldn't get the job done against Shawn Michaels earlier in the night, and so which meant Shawn Michaels was easily lined up to also fight him. I'm I'm cool with putting it at number five right there, uh, above 97 and below 08. Right. Is that where we want to put it? I agree. And again, folks, if you want to disqualify this from your rankings, go it's ahead. It's right in the middle, so it's a perfect yeah. disqualification. That's my honest opinion. I, I know that it's good. It's entertaining in ring action. I never loved it because I just that time period doesn't do it for me. We're going to finalize it here? Sure. Okay. I but, think that's a good list, actually. I think so. I think a f- 04 was got a fair shake considering it's, you know... Everything to do with it, right? There's a few that didn't make it. We always like to uh, run this down at the end here. Missing it by one vote, shy. You mean it would have erased 94 off the list? No, it actually... Yeah, it actually was... Thank goodness. Right below 94 and 08 is uh, 2007, The Undertaker one. Oh, is that the one with Sean? Yep. That one definitely is better than 1994. (laughs) It missed it. Just missed it. How the fuck did they... Guys, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't... It's a retro group. You know, the older wins. I cannot believe this one got as many votes, though. 96, Fresno. I like Shawn Michaels, but that's not a good Royal Rumble. That's the one with, like, the Headhunters and Dory Funk and... That's another one. We don't know how to fill this thing. (laughs) Doug Gilbert. Uh, 2020 made it. Almost almost made it. Drew McIntyre. Remember, we watched that one. That one was good. I didn't like that one. Yes, you did. I, I was with like, you. Yeah, but I didn't like the winner because I don't oh. I don't believe in Drew McIntyre as a draw ever. He's not. He's uh, the three-man band guy. It's like, you're that, never going to tell me otherwise. That was the one where Brock, remember, was really good in it for a while. Yeah. And then Keith Lee came out and he was like, big boy. Remember, yeah. like Brock was amazing in 2020s. Brock was good. And then I don't, I personally don't remember this one very well. I know we watch it to, together, but... uh. 2018, Shinsuke Nakamura won that one. Do you remember that one? I like that one. Was that good? I don't remember it. I was surprised that they actually went with Nakamura. And that's why it was good because it's always good when they pick somebody that you're like, I think he could win, but I'm not sure if he's going to win. I liked it. I remember that. I liked that aspect to it. We were a little surprised. Yeah. So with that said, folks, we're going to run it down. Thank you, everyone, for voting in the Royal Rankings this season. And again, let us know what you think and why. Do that on our Facebook group. Do it on Twitter or shoot us an email. Number one, 1992. Number two, 1990. Number three, 2001. Four, 2008. Five, 2004. Six, 1997. Seven, 
1991, somehow. <laughs> number 8, 2000. Number 9, 98. And number 10, 1994. That's the best Royal Rumbles of all time from our vantage point. Let ah. us know yours. But when we come back, Quinn, some comfort food. Yeah. WWF Superstars of Wrestling. That's coming up right after this. Thirty men, thirty men, one ring, one hour of pure agony, pure agony. agony. Thirty men, thirty men, one road to wrestle, one undeniable will to win. Thirty men, thirty men, sixty eyes, sixty eyes on the ultimate prize. Twenty-nine runners up. Thirty men, one ring, one chance to live out a dream. WWE Royal Rumble live Sunday, January twenty-fifth, only on pay per view. Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling, kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the territory where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then for a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, Check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF, it might be WCW, it could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and Greetings from Allentown. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. We thank you for being with us here on Valentine's Day for episode 259. 259! Thank you, Quinn. Quinn, we're reviewing something. Yeah, we're reviewing something, all right. We are. It's WWF Superstars of Wrestling. Ah. I know, right? This was uh, suggested by Steve Rosen, who's a big fan of our show. It's nice to do Superstars, Quinn, because last week, <laughs> last week we didn't do anything we liked. UWF. Sorry, Gino. I mean, it was fun. We had fun yeah, doing but it. But now we're back to the Superstars of Wrestling. Of course, uh, originally heavyweight wrestling, <laughs> then championship wrestling. Oh, you're doing it. Now it's superstars of wrestling in 1970, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Very much the A show. Yeah. At this point still. Uh, and superstars of wrestling is, um, it's a very tightly produced show by this point. It's one of the best produced things they ever made to this day. Yeah. Like, on a consistent basis. On a consistent, it's like insane. It's very concise. Yeah. There's not a wasted second on this show, right. practically. It's true. They get everything in. All the, the 17 matches. Yeah, usually. A bunch of promos. Yeah. I, I can I always marvel at how many matches they squeeze in. There's always a point in the middle of superstars where you're like, there can't be another match. And of course they somehow just get it in there. They find a way. So folks, this is November 26, 1988. Thanks again, Steve Rosen. We're a few days removed from Quinn's favorite event, Survivor Series. Now, this is the Survivor Series where the devastating axe and smash breakup with Mr. Food. Very sad. <laughs> that was like the big news out of that fucking Survivor Series. Very, very sad. Yeah. But the thing that I want to mention about this now, because I'm going to comment on it throughout the show, is this is at the end of a very, very long taping, <laughs> uh, which also included Saturday Night's main event. It's called Everyone Doesn't Want to Work After Thanksgiving. Nobody. Well, yeah. here's the thing. All the guys in post don't want to. Yeah. This was taped a month earlier, October yep. 25th. This is, how do I put this? It feels like it's at the end of a taping, at the end of a production <laughs> session, at the end of a voiceover session. All of it feels... We're four, done with this. <laughs> like 4.59 on a Friday. Yep. In July. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. They don't want to be there is what I mean. Nobody wants to be doing this is my point. 
It's true. So I guess Steve Rosen really liked this one. So thanks, Steve. So without any further ado, it is WWF Superstars of Wrestling, November 26, 1988. And we're back to the comfortable Superstars of Wrestling. Superstars of Wrestling. Yep. That's right. And uh, we are greeted with the WWF, what the world is watching. Yeah. Or whatever Gene says yeah, there. That's how he says it. Ink. Uh, we get a shot of the Baltimore Arena. Is Arno Donald here? Wait, oh, this is that? Hey, hey, Jesse, who's that? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Get the fuck out of here. Come back in 1994. <laughs> so they proudly show in the crowd shot, cold open, uh-huh. the Saturday Night's main event banner. And I asked Richard about yeah, what this. What is going on in this taping? Right. Like, it's Saturday Night's main event city. Throughout the whole taping, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, Mike, I didn't figure out yet that they could change the banners mid-taping, so all of these combined tapings have the Saturday Night's Main Event banners no, on there. No offense, nothing says pre-tape like having a banner of another show on of, your show. Of the completely wrong show. Yeah. Anyway, Vince says uh, we're here at the f- home of Fort McHenry, where Francis Scott Key wrote the national anthem. Baltimore is the home of Fort McHenry, where Francis Scott Key with the Star-Spangled Banner. Plus the b Railroad and Procter & Gamble, the soap makers. Well, that's a setup for a joke. <laughs> I guess B.O. Yeah. Let's see. So Vince and Jesse welcome us from the green screen. Welcome everyone. I'm Vince the Van along with Jesse the Body Jesse, what the fuck? He looks like Gomez Adams, <laughs> but hair. more bald. What? So here's the thing: is, is imagine if Jesse just showed up, but he didn't wear any of his like usual shit. He just looks like suburban dad yes. Jesse Ventura. Like that's what it is. It's what? like no makeup, no nothing. He just has like a sweater on or whatever, yeah, like a t-shirt, no, no just, earrings. No, his hair isn't different. He's like, just a bald man. Yeah, he just looks. He looks like Major Dad or something. Like he just looks stupid. But was Major Dad bald? Yes. No. Yeah, he was. Or he was, like, slightly bald. Oh, he was. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Vince has his powder blue suit, by the way. And Jesse says, Baltimore has B.O. McMahon. Yep. See, he made the joke. So funny. <laughs> Vince, that's not what I said, Jesse. Well, didn't the Orioles stink last year? Ha, ha, ha. Stupid. Stupid. But didn't the Orioles stink last year? Anyway, we get the classic NES intro. You know the deal, Quinn. Vince says things that shall not be said, as yep. we usually have a rule on this show. You can't spoil it or no whatever. No spoiling. Uh, as we go up to ringside, Jake Roberts' music hits. Howard Finkel is our ring announcer as the snake makes his way down. With a particularly puffy hair on Jake. Did you <laughs> notice that? It's not very, slick. Very puff. End of the taping, man. Just got out of the shower. The Perp Plus is dry <laughs> out. That's what he uses? Oh, yeah. Not head and shoulders. You can't keep a mane like that. <laughs> True, without some per plus. <laughs> okay. As we mentioned, Saturday Night's Main Events banners are up for this. Uh, and Jake's opponent in the ring is John Latu. Very proud and in good shape for a job. This guy doesn't look like a pushover. No. Which, see, that's the rare thing when that happens on Superstars. It's very exciting. I All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe he's got a chance. This right? guy's an athlete. Yeah, he doesn't look like a big loser. 100%. Referee's going to be Joe Morella. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ring skirt, not just the banner, but the skirt. Ring skirts. Oh, ring skirts that, yeah. Also, it's Saturday Night's Main Event. Mm-hmm. Anyway, lockups I have up by Jack. Push off by Lakitu over here. <laughs> Shoulder block, uh, more head lockery on the mat. Rollover by Latu. Is he related to Fatu? Maybe. Anyway, Joey's hair, he looks like Guy Smiley or something. What's up yeah, with Joey's he's hair? He's got this weird, it's almost like he got a push up or a lift up. What do you call <laughs> yeah. that? When you, like when you cut the lower hair so that it makes your hair appear higher. I did it once and I looked horrible. <laughs> It was bad. Somebody was like, oh, we should give it a lift up because it's starting to get low or whatever. And I said, okay, let's try it. And I look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) When was that? Years ago. Did I live with you? Maybe. No, I don't think you did. (laughs) It was was in between. Yeah. Gave this a shot and it sucked. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, anyway, push off by a lot to insert promo now from Bobby and Andre. Bobby threatens his attorneys on Jake Roberts. This is due to the snake heart attack incident. Yeah, this. Remember? Boss! Boss! Snake! Uh, Andre is all choked up here because of the snake. So he's like... Even more? Ultra incomprehensible. Yeah. Dark! Toba and Sora don't know Dormat! What? I had no idea what he said. I, and that's not like me exaggerating, like making a funny. I literally had no clue what he was saying. All I heard was Jake. Like, it's like fucking Arnold in Total Recall. Yeah. Anyway, back to the ring where Jake lands body slam. Crowd already wants DDT. Oh, yeah, they're done. Is that DDT? Is that What is that, DDT? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't like this, Quinn, and I, I know you don't care the way I do, and that's okay. Only yeah. one of us needs to. But Vince and Jesse are practically whispering their commentary. He wasn't even paying attention to them the whole time. And folks, if you've picked up on this, Richard, somebody that's <laughs> interested, there was a period of time. When they switched over from live commentary, which was, you know, pre-green screen. Yeah, and what was the sound mix bad? No, 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 listen. Yes, but listen, <laughs> please let me make this point. The crowd, the fake crowd was always too loud when they did this in post. Yeah. And Vince and Jesse, like, didn't compensate because maybe they were doing it over unsweetened audio. But they'd be like, look at this, Jesse. And yeah. it's like, why? Talk louder! I'm laughing because this is a thing only you would notice and I just didn't even, didn't even occur to me at it. all. I hate it. I don't know, McMahon. I'd have to see it to believe it. I do not think I'm going to be DDT. He's too big. I disagree with you. Anyway, this match is somehow still going. Yeah, can we go here? Like, what, what is, is this? this? It's too long. <laughs> the crowd's For not. superstars, it <laughs> yes. is. Superstar. See, this match has gone on about four minutes, <laughs> which usually these matches are supposed to be two minutes. Two. So that's double the length here. <laughs> Way too long. Yeah. Uh, Latu is back up now with some punches. Very bold. <laughs> See, I told you he had potential. I could tell just looking at him. It's real. Uh, Jesse now gets on Vince's case for never having wrestled. In 11 years, Vince would be the former world champion, not yep. Jussie. So. Well, Jussie. Vince, is, <laughs> Vince won the gold, yep. man. Uh, good Lord, this match is long. We finally get a short on close on by Jake. DDT signal gets a fake pop. DDT, goodbye. Was this match a Quinn sin? Absolutely. Well, for super, in Superstars realm, it okay. is. Be, because, like I said, Superstars, two minutes. You have a shorter window to be to commit a Quinston in so, this in, on, on this show. So if this was an NWA territory, not this would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the snake is unleashed on Latu. Vince remembers uh, when the snake was put on Andre's crotch. <laughs> Jesse's like, only you would remember that, <laughs> which made me laugh. And I was like, these two—it's so ridiculous. I can remember that snake, that very snake, just crawling all down around Andre's crotch. Only you'd remember that. You like them as a team, right? I do, but do? I, I just think that it was funny. Jesse just like shitting on Vince all the time. And that was like, that was like Vince set him up right there. Like, yeah. Why was he talking about it? That's like Andre's crotch. And <laughs> like Jesse's just like, like <laughs> this is like a softball to Jesse. The only time I don't like them is at Royal Rumble 88. Cause that they show is be on pay-per-view. But that wasn't even on pay-per-view. It was a good. USA network. That's that just sucked. <laughs> Stinks. My favorite part. That sucked. That weightlifting thing was so boring, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. That fucking sucked. That was an amazing. I couldn't believe Vince was just like breaking the fourth wall. That was boring. <laughs> that was the shittiest thing I ever seen. I never want to see that again, Jesse. Meanwhile, he's the guy that approved it, which makes it even funnier. But Jesse takes the hit because he's involved. Yep. Oh, God. Anyway, 
We now hit Quinn, the brother love show. Thankfully, I love the. This is the era of brother love. Like this Hell is yeah. prime brother love. I mean, we still don't have Macho King yet. Where then it gets really turned up to eleven. And Sister but, Queen, yes, him and Sister Queen on that show. That's like their show. But, but still, he's good here. This is the era because it's newly moved over to the A show on yeah. Superstars this is now. A proper okay. What I always felt with the interview segment is they went to like Jake and all this bullshit. No, like we don't want that. This is the best interview thing since Roddy Piper. It's the only other really, really good one, right? Yeah. Do you think Piper's Pit and Brother Love are like the best ones? I mean, Piper's Pit, obviously the best, the original, but what I think it's overlooked about Brother Love is people don't realize how funny a lot of them are. And how good Bruce was at playing that character, man. I mean, he just just so good. He he's so ridiculous, like almost in the vein of like Dank, where you're just like, this guy is like just way off the charts, yeah. like not realistic, and like it's just so off the wall. And you're like, what is he? You know what he is, but you're also at the same time you're like, why How is this is on he? wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's just funny to me. It's a great segment. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Brother Love runs to the podium and introduces his guest, WWF. President Jack Tunney? <laughs> Surprised he made it up in that one and a half foot leap there. When Brother Love runs out, Vince makes a mocking comment and goes, Oh, guess he's an athlete now. Like <laughs> I was like, what? That's Vince funny. with the pot shot, like no response from anyone. The rare, just ribbing Bruce. That's yeah, all. Yeah, that it was is. just the rare pot shot Vince from pot Vince. Shot. Yeah, he never does it when he's a face. You can tell by their tone of voice. No one wants yeah. to be doing anything right now. You can just tell. Yeah. Uh, so Jack Tony is his usual wooden self here. His brother love rants about how Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan are big meanies, uh-huh. and he wants to know what Tony's going to do about it. And Jack Tony's response is. Absolutely fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's so useless. Even then, he's useless. <laughs> like even now in his prime era, he's fucking useless. You think that's prime Tony, right? Eighty-eight to ninety-two. It's gotta be. This is the height of his powers. The election has. He's in the middle of his term. He beat Dukakis. Like, yeah, no, remember he oh. beat Mishima in the in the thing. Shinma in the election of eighty-four. Yeah. How often is the election? I don't know. It's like every ten years or something. Ten. It's about time when Tony left. <laughs> And lost to Gorilla in the other election. He didn't lose to him. He got an extra two-year extension. <laughs> happened. Ten-year term. You're making this up. Mishima was president, like, fucking forever. Shinma? Yeah, he was. Longer than Willie Gilsenberg? Maybe. I don't know. How the longer than Pat Patterson? Yeah. Just anyway. saying. <laughs> Brother Love hates all of this, of course, and says, That's all you do. Absolutely nothing. But it's true. <laughs> He doesn't, unless it's like, Hulk, can I sniff your butt? Like, that's it. Like The number one contender, Hulk Hogan. Every time. That, that's what he does. Like, every two seconds. Like, anytime Hulk is not the champion. I got news for you. The number one <laughs> contender is Hulk Hogan. Although I know someone on the group that would say, well, why shouldn't he be? He always wins. Yeah, I know. We're so just... does Taxaw Duggan. He never gets a fucking title shot. Say Taxaw Duggan? No, Hacksaw. Is IRS and Jim no, Duggan's said, tag team? I said Hacksaw Duggan. I don't know if he did. Well, anyway, the brother love character is great. Mm-hmm. He's so smarmy. And I always forget, you have to like remember, Bruce is like 25 here. He looks older than that. It's amazing. <laughs> but he really he, is impressive. He carries himself like he's older than that. It's just amazing. Anyway, he berates Tony now for sucking as a president before Bad News Brown shows up in street clothes. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. And we know here, he's been calling him out for months. Yeah. Well, News is like, I finally caught up with you. And he says it for the past five months. I told you, it's been a while. (laughs) Been sending letters to the office, 
calling Tony, mm-hmm. sending messages to his country club. By the, he goes. By the way, he goes to a, a really fancy country club, like just to <laughs> just to ram it in. Everyone taking pot shots today, huh? Yep. To your country club, private, I may add, and I have not got no response. So bad news wants to ask Tony in front of all these beer-bellied sharecroppers. Of course, Always, every time <laughs> says it, says that joke every time. Every time. But his question is, Quinn. Why is he not the number one contender? I mean, he's got a good point. Right? And he doesn't he, lose. Well, here's the thing. is Nobody ever loses back then unless they're fighting another superstar. Yeah. This is what I mean about, like, everyone technically deserves a shot in a weird way. Well, all the superstars. All the actual superstars of wrestling, yes. Of wrestling, yeah. yeah. But he hasn't lost on pay-per-view or television or anything. No, and he won- the more important thing is that sets him apart from all those people who don't lose is he won that battle royal. He says I this. the winner! Yeah. He <laughs> well, says, I won the battle royal. Well, he says, his exact words are, he won the battle royal at the Wrestler Mania. Well, that's close enough. I won the battle royal in the Wrestler Mania. But he wants to know why is Tony protecting champion Randy Savage? And Tony's like, I'm not fucking protecting him. Okay. And Ben says, well, ever since Savage has been the world champion, Jack Tony now has a 35-room right. mansion in Beverly Hills. True. A 200-foot yacht in Florida. Uh-huh. And he rides around in a Rolls-Royce limousine. And Bad News thinks, Quinn, in these exact words, Tony is on the take. <laughs> yep, it seems suspicious to me. Mm. And then Jesse mumbles, Tony used to drive a Chevy Chevette. He's got a point, McMahon. There you, you know? go. <laughs> it's all there. And then Tony, of course, denies any wrongdoing here. Mm-hmm. So bad news switches gears. He accuses Elizabeth of doing favors for Jack <gasps> Tony. Now, Whoa. I thought the minute he said that, right? I want to just point something out here. I thought the minute he said that, all of a sudden, Macho Man would fucking like, literally like, a rocket ship launched him like fucking storm out. Oh, I am a space cowboy. Like he, like he, like he can hear Elizabeth like <laughs> like from like, like a mile signal, right? away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it just run out. Did somebody say Elizabeth? Who yeah. said Elizabeth? Who the fuck <laughs> said it? Like now that he gets angry. Uh, who the fuck said Elizabeth? <laughs> I want to know who said. Was it you? I want to know right now. I don't care if you're president. Turn the danger zone. I don't care if you're President Bush or Reagan. <laughs> I don't care if you're presidential uh, candidate Michael Dukakis. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Tony gets pissed. He's like, hold it just a minute. It's that Elizabeth. She's doing favors for you, huh? Oh, my goodness. Who do you think smart? And he puts his hands on Bad News Brown, now, which is was dopey. This? Yeah, this was a stupid move by President <laughs> Jack the Snack over here. Why would you do that? <laughs> Has he seen bad news? <laughs> right, he he's not afraid of anybody. He doesn't like anybody. Yeah. And he's like, he's trying to like grab him. And he's he like, knows Judy. <laughs> it's true. He does. He's like, how do you think you are? So bad news is like, yo, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs Tony, throws him to the ground. And I love this. Brother love in the background. It's amazing. The shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> almost breaking the fourth wall. It's, like, ama- it's very good. It's very, <laughs> so, very good. <laughs> yeah. And then News chokes Tony with his tie while yelling at Bowman. Don't you ever do that to me again? I don't care who you are. Yeah. And then he just leaves. Good. This whole thing was good. And then brother love to yeah. Top this of- was the brother love after part was ridiculous. Like Tony's just on his fucking ass. Like oh oh ow. Oh. Like, and and brother love just gets in his face, and bending down, bending down, like putting his stupid grin in his big red face thing. You know the makeup or yeah. whatever. And he's like, "Don't you look stupid?" Or whatever he's saying. I don't know. 
maybe that's why you shouldn't accept favors or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like so annoying. Yeah, just like <laughs> all annoying. And that's what you Somehow in all of this, I'm not mad at bad news. I'm mad at brother love. Yeah, he's like, such an asshole. Did, how the fuck did he just vacuum up that heat? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. he just like literally like bad news like dropped the heat on the floor and like like a fucking dust buster in came in Bruce Pritchard and just like vacuumed up that heat. Just call me a hover. All right. Yeah. Anyway, this was all tremendous. But I gotta say, and again, I know you don't pay attention to these things, Quinn. But Vince and Jesse sounded so bored. <laughs> They're they, on volume one. <laughs> they barely sold it. They're like, oh, he's putting his hands on him, Jesse. Like, you'd think Vince, right? I think, yeah, I think it's like you said, Joe. They were, like, tired or something. Right. Because normal Vince would be like, hey, put his hands on him, you know, yeah. and Jesse that would be getting bastard right? or like, something. Yeah, that's the president, but yeah. it, he's put his hands on him, Jussie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens, McMahon. It's so dull. He did it in the, like, <laughs> a sock. Yeah. Voice. Like, he didn't he's do it. Put his in hands it. on him. I don't care, McMahon. Yeah. You know, it's bad. Anyway, we fade away. We come back to Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig. Right. As he's full, announced. Full name. Full name. Christian name. Christian name. Yeah. Uh, making his way down the aisle. No music and no singlet yet. Just underpants. <laughs> Just underpants. He doesn't have that like cowboy coat from 83 oh, Cannon. Like, <laughs> it is Kurt Hennig. <laughs> no, no reaction. Uh, <laughs> who who's who's this now it's yeah. not even Bruno yeah who's this now Ben anyway his opponent from Tucson Arizona is Jojo no I'm just kidding uh, Dave Studemeyer <laughs> jobber uh, referee is young Jimmy Corderas mm-hmm. Vince and Jesse now sleepily talk about how Kurt Hennig is perfect Studemeyer to meet Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig what do you uh, your, your impressions thus far of Mr. Perfect well, I haven't had a lot to play golf. Yeah, I mean, he play pool. And what I've seen of him, he seems to do everything perfect, McMahon. We then get an insert from Kurt, who is all happy. He's like, I get to talk about myself. And the bottom line is, he's perfect. Neat. Yeah, real neat. Like, uh, honestly, that promo was trash, and I literally was like, why did they even show it? Because he, he says nothing. Right. He's like... And I'm a good at the stuff and things, and I'm perfect. And then he just leaves. He's like, I'm happy because I get to talk about myself. And you know what I am? Perfect. You didn't say anything. Like, do you have a problem with somebody, right. or like, you, you know, feuding with anyone, or yeah? What is? I hate when they do the in the box segments and they're they they say nothing. They're junk. And it's yeah. usually like it's usually not heels who say nothing. It's usually faces who say nothing. <laughs> it's usually like, like it's just, it's usually like Doug and I'll just be like USA is good and like that's it. Like and you're like, why the fuck did they even talk to me? He always says that. He just came out with an American flag. He doesn't need to, like, say it in a box. <laughs> like Sam Houston. And I'm here to take it on all comers. I'm, I'm from Texas. Bye. Like, <laughs> Bye. and it's just like, what? <laughs> anyway, Vince and Jussie continue to whisper about the Tony incident here. As Kurt comes off the ropes of the dropkick, then yells at the crowd that he's perfect. I think, Quinn, that the point of this gimmick might be that uh, he's perfect. It's a good guess. <laughs> Get a very crummy Indian Deathlock variation while Kurt gets very Kurt with Studemeyer. Chop a few by Studemeyer now. Crowd is dead. He backs Perfect to the corner. Whip is reverse. Knife forearm by Perfect. Perfect plex, and that's it. Good. Yeah, very good. Nice and quick. Very quick. Uh, We get a replay before going over to Sean Mooney in the event center. Now, Mooney, he's relatively new. Six months in, so he's Mm -hmm. less... He's like, I am Sean Mooney! Like, he's not doing that as much. Or 
Does he do that early or oh, I forget? When oh, does that happen? No, early. There, I remember there's a phase where there's like an entire taping where he's just 88. insanely loud. It's the summer of 88, but yeah. he's shaking out that weird dick shit out of the system. Right. You know, where I'm talking too loud. See, he's slowly morphing into Ian Mooney, you say. Hello, everyone. I'm Ian Mooney. He's building that character. <laughs> it's better. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Mooney. As you all well know, the battle between the outlaw of Ron Bass and Brutus the Barber Beefcake still raging on. Anyway, we get comments from Outlaw Ron Bass, who's good. And thankfully still has hair. Yep. So we haven't hit that point yet. We have about six more weeks of hair. Bottom line here is Ron Bass hates, fucking hates Brutus Beefcake, and he's very loud about it, He's Quinn. so yelling. He's like, fuck you, Beefcake! Horse whipping! Miss Betsy, damn it! <laughs> like, it's just like uh, saying all of the, the, the Ron Bass things, but all loud. Yeah. You know what he deserves? He needs to be taken out behind the bar and given a good old horse whipping! I had no problem with the promo at no, all. No issues either. I loved it. <laughs> He's good, as we've always that's, said. That's what I ta- said, talk about saying things. Right. He, he said just things, just a <laughs> bunch of things, but he said them. Unlike, yeah. unlike Mr. Perfect. He's like, oh, I'm, I like to talk about myself. <laughs> bye. Like, it's like, it's nothing. I like talking about bye. <laughs> Late 20s. Bye. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mooney. <laughs> well, the outlaw, Ron Bass, expecting a shootout in this one. <laughs> Like what? I'm so moony. We don't need that. Also, does he here, think of these on his own. Like, does he? There's, does nobody write his scripts? Because I, I feel like if who somebody could write that, if somebody did, it'd be embarrassing. If somebody actually thought about these things, Mooney's saying it better be him on yeah. his own. It's yeah, just like on the say. fly, because yeah, like, be. they are very whatever. Also, here's a promo from Jim Duggan. So I love this. Hacksaw marches into the frame, <laughs> holding his flag, and then he stops to say, "I like the flag." Gives me a chance to march around. <laughs> I like the flag. Gives me a chance to march around. And the point here is that he hates Dino Bravo because yep. Dino Bravo doesn't like the USA. He also adds Frenchie Martin stinks. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but he essentially says that. And Landers sucks. Yeah, yeah. Hacksaw with a great line here. I mean it. He's like, hey, can push a lot of weight around, but weights don't fight back. Hacksaw Jim Duggan does. That's such a good line. It is good, and I love him. I do, too. Oh. Back to oh, back to Mooney, who doesn't make a pun this time, thankfully. We go to break, and we come back where the Ultimate Warrior is oh, storming down hi. the aisle. Tony Legday, listen yeah. up, buddy. The you Intercontinental know, Champion himself is here. Yep, he is the IC Champion. You know this will be quick. Crowd's still into him, even at the end of this taping. I mean, he, he, he brings in cheers, no matter what. Say what you want, but he was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, his opponent is Barry Horowitz. Ah, the rare, like, a decent jobber. Yeah, the heel version, yeah, no less. The one that's not very, like, crappy. No, he's good. The 1995 one, who's real junk. He's like, hi, yeah. I'm a face now. Mm-hmm. I've never won. Anyway, I like this. Barry tries to sneak attack Warrior during the music. Aww. Warrior's like, no. Just lands a quick clothesline, and then he celebrates with the IC title. Kick his ass, Warrior. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Scoop slam by the Warrior. His tights are very purple. Very good. A referee is Earl Textiles. As Barry gets all pissy here, comes off the ropes. Warrior just sidesteps and throws him right to the floor. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry heads up the aisle to call it a day. But Warrior chases him down, drags him right back to the ring. Warrior with a press slam on Barry through the ropes. Oh. Irish whip, back elbow by Warrior. Irish whip again, nice clothesline. Crowd loves this shit, huh? They love the they Warrior, like, man. really, really like it. Hey, they like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he shows that gorilla press move. Barry yells as Warrior gets him up and right back down, off the ropes, big splash, and goodbye. Nice and fast. I love it. I mean, we need to fit 75 more <laughs> matches in this shit, right, Joe? True, we have a quota here. Yeah. Jussie does the replay here before we go to the event center again. <sighs> Mooney now highlights Tito Santana. He's... He's standing by with comments. He's set for action. I couldn't believe he said he's set for action. Like like the joke. 
that we always make about him that he says it and he never does. And then there it is. He's set for action. Tito stumbles on like his third word. He's like, you know, pro re- pro wrestling. <laughs> Fuck it. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, professional, professional wrestling just keeps getting bigger and bigger. His hair is getting better. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah. Timeline folks just so you know, this is after Martel went out with a kayfabe injury in the summer of 88. Uh, but not the breakup yet. Not the breakup. In a real life, I think Martel, I never remember between 88, 90, and 91, and 93. Right. I think this is when his wife was sick. Oh, this is that. I think. Well, it, I thought took, you said that was that in the mid 90s, too. It might also be that. Okay. But anyway, so Tito's on his own here. Yeah. But Strike Force is not like no turn. Right. Anyway, right. Tito's like, I like wrestling, but I don't like Bad News Brown. Fuck him. Fuck the big boss man. Fuck Akeem. Yeah, what was this? Like, he just slicked. called out everyone. He's like, they're all low lives. Yeah. And then he has an amazing thesmarks.com line here. When it comes to just wrestling and having a good match for the fans, they don't know how to do that. <laughs> Damn. What a call out. What a, what a weird look. He really is set for action here. <laughs> set for action. Uh, Tito then says, you know what? Fuck everyone. I'm going to fight him anyway. Bold. Very, very bold. bold. He just challenged all those people in one shot. <laughs> he did. I uh, don't have a feud. Anybody, come fight yeah, me now. I don't have a feud. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's usually... The generic promos when they're not feeling it's a I'll take on anyone right you know yeah but he he named names he this did. was not just a normal I'll Open take challenge. anybody in the World Wrestling Federation <laughs> like the generic they forget to turn the guy the- who has WF on his trunks like he, that kind of guy yes <laughs> and here's Chris Walker with comments on the world. I'm gonna take on anyone in the World Wrestling Federation yeah, I know what you guy, mean yeah. yeah anyway uh, Tito speak, speaks some Spanish before signing off arriba there you go. We now go to the fabulous Rujos. All right, with Jimmy Hart. Okay. Jimmy calls out the Hart Foundation. Jacques and Raymond chime in for a minute. Ray is all like, "We are keeping a good eye on the Hart Foundation." <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what, Hart Foundation? As you've noticed, we've been keeping a pretty good eye out on you guys, even when you're not wrestling us. But now you are going to be wrestling the fabulous Rujo brothers. Back to Sean Mooney, who says encounter before going away, thankfully. <laughs> like I somehow squeezed in the another fuck Mooneyism there. Set for action encounter. Yeah. Um, we now get that strange fucking WrestleMania yeah, VCR. This, I thought I'd never see this again, but here it is. Yeah. Now, this is so this is where the kid walks through, like the green shirt dork. He walks through this video They're maze. Like in that AWA thing. Oh, yes! It's like the same thing. It's the same thing. Oh, and, the, the serial madness or yeah. whatever that shit was. Or more nutritious. Yeah. We're more nutritious! <laughs> and then Randy Savage and Lizard are like, hey, how you doing over here? By the way, you know what I always like about this uh-huh. commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back to it, of course Miss Elizabeth has the concerned face. They're like not even doing anything. The entire time. Risky. <laughs> like, they're just like helping a kid or whatever. It's like, you want to play a game? She's like, oh, Randy, yeah, no! Yeah, like, no games, she's literally no! Got the, like, oh no, you're going to get her playing VCR board game with this kid like uh, you can put in the SPEP whatever you want little kid uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway they accompany him to the ring where he sits down and he's playing the game against Ron Bass yeah why is he there <laughs> fuck you yeah. Spurs I miss yeah. Betsy motherfucker <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass you fucking dude and Liz just looking even more fucking horrified in the background the whole time yeah Anyway, we now get a very uh, dramatic cologne commercial that's sadly cut off. You know what I mean? Like, cologne, it'll save your life or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean. In in the 80s, cologne is important. You want to have sex tonight? Cologne. Yeah. It was, it's everything, Joe. It's everything. And nothing all at the same time. Back to ringside. We're speaking of him. Rick Rude's glorious music hits, and uh, he's let out by the brand, of course. His opponent in the ring is Billy Woods. Now, this guy looks like a real heroin Hogan, Joe. (laughs) Holy moly. He looks like Kendall Wyndham's friend. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, Rick cuts the music. Uh, today's insult of choice, Baltimore bozos. Good. I'm okay with that. It's <laughs> a good one. We hit the music again. You know the deal. Uh, mm-hmm. His tights have ladies' hands all over them. Meanwhile, we see a kid who is an actual fan and has a rude shirt, and he's like eight. And I'm like, good choice. Yeah. Like <laughs> The rare, right? Like Kids, an actual yeah. like eight-year-old boy. In the crowd with with a Rick Rude, like he bought them. And mom, can you get this merch? I like this guy's shirt. Yeah. Okay, Timmy. Yeah, you know? exactly. I was like, wow. Joey Morella and his stupid hair of the ref again as we get a bell here. Lock up me by Rude. Beautiful snap play and a diving elbow. Another one of the hip swivel. The ladies like it, Quinn. Men pissed off. Fucking fantastic gimmick. As we've said, right? I mean, yeah. it really is a good heat gimmick. What? Quick insert now from Rude who says the... Uh, Tells the ladies, I'll be giving out the rude awakening, the kiss version, right, of the course. Kiss. The kiss one. Yeah, it's it's important to note. Whenever he wrestles and wherever. So, Rude with the cover, but he stops at two to pose. Bobby then, this is just funny to me. He yells at Joey Morella for no reason. He's like, hey, dummy, come here. When a man is down, you count, imbecile. Everybody's, all the women of the world's prayers have been answered. Everywhere he wrestles, he's going to choose one lucky lady for a rude awakening. I mean, that could be inspiration enough to wrestle maybe three, four times a day, don't you think? Literally, though, for no reason, he's yelling at Joey. You know what I mean? I have no idea why now was the time to do that. (laughs) No reason. Anyway, Rick Rude hits the Rude Awakening, non-kiss version, and that's it. Uh, Vince refers to the Survivor Series now as Rude wiggles his butt cheeks. Because fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Bobby hops into the ring to do the Rude Awakening kiss version now. Right, not the hurt them version. Not the hurty. Jesse and Vince are mumbling. Uh, Jesse, what is he doing? Just, I don't know. I hate the way they're announcing this. <laughs> Lucky lady, happy you right know, McMahon, here's why I think you can irritate you. Why? Because you cannot stand out there and do what he's going to do on national television. Anyway, some lady in a stylish pink shirt enters the room. Yeah, dressed like Jennifer from Back to the Future 1 and 2. Remembers her out and three. Her outfit never changes. It's, she's always Jennifer. Because he left her on the fucking porch, That's remember? right, yes. Is she going to be a, okay, Doc? Yep. It's like a thunderstorm, like times changing <laughs> around her and shit. But we all know Claudia Wells is the true Jennifer. Right. Not true. Elizabeth Shue. I always thought it would have been funny if in the third one she changed back to Claudia, Claudia Wells. Wells. <laughs> like, I, I, was, I always wish that happened. Well, they could have, but because two and of three the time, were filmed. Because of the time changing shit. Oh, so. <laughs> because yeah, two and three were filmed at the same time. Right, I know that. But see, my, my reasoning is this this job is in the first one he changes the past and his parents are like successful and better and stuff but in turn i feel like that would change how jennifer looked because he fucked shit up right oh, but true. then it changes dad and jeffy weissman also yeah but then at the end of the third one he changed the past past with the buford tan and all that horse shit yeah buford which would also irrecularly irrevocably irrecularly irrevocably would like really fuck up some shit so I'm thinking it would revert Jennifer back to Claudia Wells at the end of Back to the Future 3 and then they drive the because he learns about that shit he like doesn't fucking drive the fucking truck into like a ditch or something and messes up his life also Mary Steenburgen yeah it's kind of impressive that he built a time machine out of a fucking train at the end that flies. It is, like, but he is done. Anything else you want to talk about? We don't have to do the review. Yeah, you want I'm to just, talk about anything else while we're here? fun. If it doesn't even make the final cut, Oh, I it will. Care. I'm making sure it does. I just thought it was interesting to bring it up because, uh, you know, this Jennifer thing, this Jennifer similarity of this Rick Rude girl is fascinating Now, did to you me. get cans of Coke yet at your house? You're still in those oh, bottles. Oh, I got cans. I definitely okay, got cans. sure. Have you had any fast food this week? Oh, of course. What have you had? Burger King. They deliver. Oh, what'd you get? 
I Wait, got, the one right by you? Yeah, and it's... it's See, a, I told you it was good! So, that place is only good, though, I because the Uber... <laughs> I've been telling Quinn for, like, 15 well, years. I would drive to that drive-thru, because it's in a weird spot. It's that, fine, I've been to it. But when I get delivery on Uber Eats from that, Joe... I swear to you, it's at my house in like less than 15 minutes. It's unbelievable. That's because it's four minutes away yeah, from you. It's it's like the best delivery ever. You could also drive there. I know, but I don't want to because it's sketchy over there. It's okay. Do you get a Whopper? <laughs> yeah, I'll get a Whopper and some fries. And, and a Coke. Drop it right off at my door. It's fantastic. Uber Eats. Only $21. Yeah, only like 20 bucks. <laughs> but, you know, it's worth the fucking convenience. I don't give a shit. Anything else? Uh, the weather was nice today, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Did you hear the Big Mac index is up? No, I didn't. It's up to like $6 or something really? in the United States, but it's lower everywhere else in the world. Isn't that strange? It is. You know what I'm looking forward to is the, it's nice how the sun rises earlier and the sunset has been mm-hmm. later. That's been really good. Anyway, Bobby asked if uh, this lady's a bimbo like Cheryl Roberts and Jesse, that's a piece of meat. <laughs> anyway, we get the rude awakening kissy version. And she does the pass out cell, which is great, <laughs> yeah, by the way. She's she does good it, at She it. does it good. She's like, ah. She lays on the mat. Yeah. And then Rude, this is a little risque for 88 WWF. What? Rude, while she's like laying on the mat looking up, he swivels his dick over her. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You didn't that. catch that? I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to write down the You were ordering your Burger King. Yeah, I was ordering Burger King off Uber Eats. Six blocks away from you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's not about that, Joe. No, it's, it's about that. It's about the convenience. I've been to that one. It's good. I've told you for I'm years. Not driving it. Is the food good or not? I don't like that street. I don't like it's it. It's not great. Yeah. Let it, me just say it's thank not Thank you. It's thank not you great. for acknowledging it. Like I said, you can get shot at that Krausers yeah. if you're not careful. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, serious. This is what I mean. I might as well have somebody else go through there <laughs> and bring it. It's worth the $7 for delivery or whatever. Hey. I mean, a fucking Big Mac with a Coke and all that shit is like $12 anyway. You're not paying that much more. This is true. Like... Anyway, Vince and Jesse sound like they're drinking Ambien and Coke over here doing this show. Good Jeez. Lord. Another winner. A winner. Oh, look at that. She's loving it. We now throw an update with Mean Gene Oakland Hall in the All-American Edit Room. Mm-hmm. He's here to recap Survivor Series. Do we really want that? Actual line from Gene. He calls Mr. Fuji one of the most inscrutable managers in wrestling. <laughs> of course he says it. One of the most inscrutable managers in all of the World Wrestling Federation. He then says Mr. Fuji was the longtime manager for Demolition, like a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, he was better than Johnny V, though. He brought him to the titles. Ah, the Tyson and Grandma! Yeah. The Demolition! We're like, they're bozos. Johnny didn't do dick. <laughs> he stunk. The Demolition! Yeah. Grandma. But of course, uh, Fuji turned on them and he joined the powers of pain. Haha, <laughs> very sneaky boy, son. <laughs> It's our promo now. Mr. Fuji's the best. He is. He really is. This is his moment to shine. He's great. This is what leads us to the jogging thing on the boardwalk. Yes, it does. It's it's heroic. Fuji the stooge and all that. Uh, So insert insert now from Fuji and the powers. (laughs) Fuji says, Demolition cross double. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Demolition, you cross double. Is that because their britches are too big for them? Oh. Remember how he kept reversing things? It's true. <laughs> anyway, Fuji reminds Demolition, I don't know why I got you the belt. Good. <laughs> Again, true statement. And it, Johnny V wasn't taking them anywhere. It's true. Mr. Fuji just, he got them and all of a sudden they're tag team champions. Right. What do you call that? Huh? 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 Anyway, you know, cripple, hurting, suffer. <laughs> and since he just we d- wants somebody to listen to him, right? Like that's his main reason. I'm the boss. <laughs> yeah, he's Master Fuji. Master of the martial arts. Remember later when they rejoined, they started call, Smash started calling him Master Fuji. See, it's, uh, an understanding was had later. Smash was very specific about that. Yeah. He's like, it's not Mr. Fuji, motherfucker. Yeah. Alex Trebek or whatever. Yeah. We learned. 
We're sorry. Yeah, and now we call well, they exclusively only called him Master Fuji. Did you ever notice that? Even Dumpy Crush, Mister. That must have been Mister Fuji's condition for coming back. Uh, duh, but you have to call me Master. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, since we don't get highlights of Survivor Series, which is a good thing, I'm assuming this was taped on like November third. Demolition's here now, where a uh, Fuji the Stooge is said by Smash. Hey, <laughs> is that like coined here? I guess it might be. Yeah, yeah it must be. Axe, the captain, says, uh, well, we're the fucking tag team champions, so shut the fuck up. That's a good point. Very good point. Uh, brief Halls of Medicine commercials that cut. we've seen a million times. A million times. Pit ringside now where Haku's uh, Harley Race Jerry Lawler music is playing, and the king comes out with Bobby Heenan, Ted DiBiase, and Virgil. What is even going on here? I don't know. I was so confused I, by this. I didn't know, actually, honestly. Yeah. And then I get it, yeah. but. Also, DiBiase has the green suit, so you know it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. He uh, has good and bad suits, and they're very specific. The green is dumb. Green windbreaker. <laughs> it's fucking shitty office. Shitty office, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby gets on the mic and demands respect for Haku, but suddenly Hercules music hits, and it's definitely a different song. Yeah, what the hell? What even is this music? I've never... Listen, I've watched a lot of wrestling in my time. I've never heard never. this song in my life. Is this a rare theme? It might be. I see no one being a part of the chair. Is it rare because there's not a clean rip? Is that usually the tradition of this shit? I don't feel That's like what they that mean by rare. rare because I just heard it, but whatever. Shh. <laughs> anyway, Herc is brand new face here, and he storms out with his chain, but DiBiase's stupid green suit distracts him, and Haku attacks from behind. Bell, big punches by Herc, of course. More punches. Irish whip, back elbow by Herc. Snapmare by Herc into an elbow. Insert now from DiBiase, who says that he bought Hercules. Right. Hercules belongs to DiBiase. That's the story, and that's why DiBiase is here. See? It's See? All explained. All makes sense. Uh, Jimmy Corderas is the referee, by the way. This is a very rare action match on Superstars, I must know. Haku versus Hercules? Big deal. Yeah. I mean, it opens King Haku. Five. King. Uh, Haku gets hurt down, distracts Jimmy Cordero, so DiBiase lands some very asshole uh, slaps. Haku with a boot, double chop. Hercules with a punch, though, but Haku is okay. Chop by Haku, forearm, punch by Herc. Another punch, another few punches, more punches! Hey, do we know that Hercules can punch, man? He, he's got he's got it down. He knows he, how to punch. He's, he's the punch master. He really does punch a lot, though. Yeah, like, we're not making It's this... real. It's not like a made-up thing. I, I catch my Haku and a nice body slam. Off the ropes, elbow drop misses. Hercules is back up, though. Irish whip, nice power slam. Off the ropes, clothesline by Herc. Off the ropes again. DiBiase scoops the leg. Whoa. Corderas didn't see it, so Hercules just goes out, nails DiBiase, heads back inside and lands a big atomic drop on Haku. Huge pop for that, by the way. They're into him as a face. Yeah, they like it. I like Hercules, do you? I've always liked Hercules. We just make fun of the punching. Yeah. I do think he got sloppy at the end, but I really think he was just sad about like the Powerplex kick out forever after that. He was definitely like on the downhill before Power and Glory, though. But it like, really revived him, Power and Glory. He was awesome. One of my favorite things of doing this show is that you realize that they're good. You know what Power and Glory should have done ads for? What? The power Glove. It goes even with their gear and shit. Power and Glory, Power Glove. Power Glove? Yeah. Hercules would obviously have to do the ad because it's the power. But about, maybe after they win the game, then Paul Roma jumps in and is that what it is? Yeah. What about Proctor and Gamble since their initials match? Oh, they could have uh, repackaged them. Say Proctor and Gamble. Proctor and Gamble, and then they they're dressed like pharmacists or something. I don't know. <laughs> or Swiffer mats. Yeah, Swiffer. Uh, yeah, Swiffer. That's what they are things. Uh huh. Anyway, Hercules grabs a chain for no real reason, punches Haku with it. 
Corderas obviously calls for the bell. Right. Uh, but Hercules doesn't care. He heads out after DiBiase, chases him down the aisle, and the winner by DQ, King Haku. So what I want to explain here, what this means is DiBiase gets less purse money because if he owns the contract, right? See, Herc was the smart one here. <laughs> if I was him, I would sabotage all my matches. I'd, I'd like somehow, like, I'd have these fuck you losses where like I lost, but I didn't really lose. Right. Like DQ. You got that chain there. It's convenient. You can just fuck DBS out of the purse constantly. Bit of a moral victory, if right. you will. We go to break and we come back where the young stallions are entering to crank it up. All happy. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> uh, those hot young up-and-comers, Paul Romage and Powers, uh, their opponents are <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Kirk and, and Max MacGyver. How's oh that real? God, these two. These two are something else, Joe. Some MacGyvers in here, yes, mm-hmm. really. Uh, lock up and Roma back some MacGyver into the ropes here. Insert now from Bobby Heenan and his brain busters who call out the young stallions. Ah, they're here already, huh? Are the young stallions even worth calling out? No. To be- but this this, <laughs> start with the this falls in lines with the brain busters fighting young people because next it would be the rockers. So. Yeah, and that's good stuff. Right. No sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arn is good even in the five seconds that he talks he's true two individuals both working at their own means the name of the game two individuals working collectively so good uh roma takes down macgyver who tags out to find some duct tape and a light bulb meanwhile bubba kirk is in uh so is jimmy powers sunset flip by jimmy powers gets two back up arm ringer by powers tagging a roma now powers is holding up bubba kirk here right yeah this shit was wow roma comes in off the top rope with a beautiful drop kick while Powers is holding up Kirk in like the heart attack position, right? Yeah, it's is that like what a it was? missile drop kick to his fucking face. Gorgeous. Like full speed while he's like holding him up like that. Excellent. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, dope. Excellent finisher, Quinn. Hot damn. Seriously. I like that. I was like, and, and it was like the match was like two seconds long. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. It was like 41 seconds. I got seconds to see their something. fucking awesome move and then their music plays. And, and I'm like, leave. okay, I'm behind this team. <laughs> it's good. I don't even like the young stallions. <laughs> Me neither, but I do after that. Yeah. Perfect length. Oh, there's another match, Quinn. Oh, yeah, there's probably 23 more matches. We do have eight minutes left. <laughs> good point. It's possible. You're right. Uh, so entering the ring now to no music with big booze and with slick. The big boss man, Quinn. Oh, there he is. Yep. Well, he didn't even have Slick's music, eh? No, not yet. Odd. Let me just say, he's living up to the big portion of his oh, name in 88. We're, we're in the big era of big boss man. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, his opponent is uh, David Isley, no relation to the Isley brothers. Anyway, yeah, I, thought, the, I thought he was a musician or something. Makes me want to shout. Uh, for those that care, Bossman already has the yellow stripe on his pants. Why not, does that matter? I've never, did he never he ever not have it? Yeah, blue. Oh. When he debuted. These are the things that I don't notice as much. I think you or know audio. that because of the, the, the figure, Joe. No, I don't know it because of the figure. I know it because when he debuted, he had the blue stripe. I see. Anyway, Jussie calls uh, Bossman the law and order of the WWF. He isn't a cop. He's not so a cop. Please stop saying that. <laughs> Off the ropes, uh, Isley goes down to his shoulder block, chopped by Bossman, who yells, Where's Hogan at? He's <laughs> already calling his ass out. Good. Doesn't Feud give a is, shit. Feud is good. Yeah. Uh, Isley, Isley off the ropes, tries a crossbody, gets caught in a side backbreaker, and then Slick is awesome here. Let that ass be a lesson to you, you young fool. <laughs> I love Slick. I always like when Slick just like decides to talk into the mic, like into <laughs> so, the camera or whatever. Yeah, the it's, camera mic. He always has something funny to say. He's so good. He's legitimately underrated. He's very underrated. He actually is. It's because he, he, like, other than Bossman and Akeem, he never had, like, anyone good. He never won anything. You this know. is his. This is his top guys. Yeah, they are right. Yeah. The Twin Towers really are. Uh, Bossman with a slam, some rope choking for fun, headbutt by the Bossman. Jesse says that uh, 
if he were ever to come out of retirement, the only person he'd wrestle is Vince. And you know what? Vince could probably win. Jesse sucks in the ring. True. <laughs> Jesse is a little bit bigger than Vince. Doesn't though. matter, Quinn. I mean, in a real fight, I don't know. Even jacked up Vince. Jesse's a I'm, little bigger than him. I'm talking about wrestling, not real fighting. Oh, oh, you're talking about kayfabe, kayfabe powers. Actual, Vince would win. Vince would win. Jesse stinks. No chance in hell version. <laughs> <to> him, <definitely. laughs> yeah, easily. Anyway, Bossman calls out Hogan again. Uh, big rights by Bossman. Some headbutts to the back. Bossman then toys with this guy a little bit more. Lands some punches. Lands a boot. We need to end the match. Okay, good. Off the ropes. Bossman slam. Good. Yeah. How are they going to fit in more matches with that, <laughs> all that time he ate up? We need more. Bossman then hops in the ring again. Handcuffs him to the ropes, whacks him with a nightstick. You know, asshole. He's yeah, being an asshole. He's a dick. Over to Sean Mooney now, who's <laughs> talking annoyingly again. Come on. Action smash of demolition. It's really interesting to see what impact the events that took place at the Survivor Series involving Mr. Fuji will have on the tag team champions. We now hear from the Brain Busters again, who are brand new here. I hate when they do this redundant, like they just spoke in the box, like why do we need the local promo? And this is even... What market are we? They're not promoting anything. You notice that? Who knows? Richard, where is this one? Because they're not promoting anything. Western Canada or something. No, but really, though. Montana. They're not promoting a house show with all these promos. They're these are all generic. Feuds. Yeah, yeah that, means, you're right. that means it's generic. You know Still, what I mean? they fucked up. They shouldn't have had two, like, two or three of these in a row with, I, the, with the same guys. I agree. Anyway, Bobby says that he's been searching for the right tag team. He found them. Tully and Arm both have words. Arm with a great line. Great tag teams are two individuals who think separately. And work collectively. I love when this guy talks. Iron Anderson is great. So good, man. Iron Anderson. Iron Anderson. Mooney now throws it in. He's a hard foundation. Uh, Brett has the heel like aviator still. Have you noticed? He hasn't fully no. <laughs> adapted yet. And his hair is all greasy. I'm just getting used to Jimmy not being with him. I know. It's very sad. Yeah. And Brett's all, the fabulous Ragu brothers. <laughs> then he says, I think you two are some of the most awful, rotten, slimy pukes that I've ever seen in my whole life. And Brett gets all out, so Anvil has to calm him down. The rare. Settle down, Hitman. Or yeah. <laughs> all calm. And then he like talks regular. I yeah. thought he was going to flip out like, and that was going to be the joke, and that never happens. Like, he just talks normal. He said, Rujo's, nobody wants you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they just want to come to Memphis. Hi, we want to move here. Is this Ellis Island? Are the taxes low? Why are your magazines cheaper? Yeah. Anyway, this feud was fun, actually. The Hearts Rujo's thing was good. Uh, back to Mooney, who reminds us that Jimmy Hart still getting a percentage from the Hart <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> Shut up, Mooney. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mooney says encounter again before sending us away. Well, got to get that last encounter. Got to get right? that encounter. Yeah. Uh, next week, though, Vince and Jesse plug highlights. And I'm saying it like that because it's spelled out H-I-L-I-T-E-S. You know what that reeks of? We ran out of room on the fucking like, character generator. Yes. <laughs> highlights yep. of Savage versus Andre, which... Uh, I can't remember if that's a Boston Garden or a fucking MS. No, Paris. Paris? No, Paris, France was Hulk, wasn't it? No. No, that's 89. Oh. With I think the lady that's- with the weird hair? <laughs> yes. Leg or whatever. I think that's Andre Savage in Paris. Anyway, Rick Rude. Uh-huh. I already saw him. Well, he's oh. like up, up next week, too, Joe. All right. Uh, Heart Foundation. Okay. Akeem. Oh. Good. Instead of Boss Man, see? Yep. Brutus Buffcake. And uh, highlights <laughs> from Survivor can't Series. can't fit it all in. It's <laughs> got to be that. But now here's a promo from Bobby Heenan and Andre the Giant. Bobby says that Andre will be winning the title from Savage. And then Andre with some words of wisdom. I will remember that, Andre Savage. That's what I got. The bell will bum, baby, bum, bum, Okay, thanks, Andre. 
cut to Savage and Liz, and Savage is like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. How about that? How about that? How about motherfuck you, you piece of fat shit? <laughs> and um, he's like, I'll be fighting hard, Elizabeth. Liz, of course, concerned. Oh, Randy! How, how come you wrestle? Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Wait, is this wrestling? I don't want him to get hurt. What? Yeah. You do what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. So I got to say, this is during that dump period of weekend yeah, TV dude. annually, <laughs> which is like September, October through the end of December yep. annually. It's clearly the end of a taping, like I mentioned. Yes. And the end of the voiceover session, because it's the last one from that taping. Very low energy, uh, but nothing was actively bad. And I did like the Tunny and uh, Bad yeah, News thing. It was fun as per usual. Nice yeah. pacing, good snapshot, all the things I say about it. It's all of those things. I mean, it's, yeah. but you're right. It's like a low period. It's very low. Yeah. We're not building Royal Rumble yet. There's, there, nothing. there's nothing to build. We're talking about house show shit yeah. <laughs> on this show. So, whatever. Right. So it was decent. But uh, thank you, Steve Rosen, for suggesting that. And folks, thank you for being with us here on Valentine's Day. We hope you had a good Valentine. Uh, ah. uh, but anyway, in all seriousness, support us on Patreon if you want the extra stuff. That's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OVP podcast on Twitter. You know what? We're going to be back next week, Quinn. We're back, baby. The finale of the season. That's Whoa. right. The final flush will be coming up next week. We'll be reviewing something very interesting. And the final jump segment will be coming up next week. Until that time, thank you guys so much, really, for being with us here. Leave us a review if you don't mind on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. We'll see you next Monday. See ya. These are the biggest and baddest wrestlers in the entire world. And they're waiting to take you on in the ring. Or you can take them on with Acclaim's VCR WrestleMania game. This board game and video cassette puts the wrestling superstars in your corner and gives you the greatest wrestling moves of all time. So go ahead, jump into the ring. And with the VCR WrestleMania game, you're win. From Acclaim. Will you stop? Stop. Stop. Stop.